0: You are watching the vodka stream.
1: What's happening everybody? Hey, I'm here. What's happening? It's Friday. Welcome to the vodka stream. How's the are going, guys? Who's out there? How we doing today, huh? Huh? All right, we got Tyler here. What's going on, bud? Well, hopefully, you guys are cozying up. Week's over with. We're done. Now we can just relax. Have a drink or two or six or seven, whatever you want to have. All right, we got Mark here. What's going on there? Good evening. Evening. Got Josh. Happy Friday. How am I? I'm doing pretty good, actually. You know, not a pretty decent day. Not too bad. Not too bad. But for some reason, time was slow today. It was very strange. It was very busy. When it came to daytime work, and I went like, I kept looking at the, and then I would look at the clock and be like, wow, it's only like 1.30. It feels like it should be four. It was, uh, it was it was, interesting, but still. And then even like today, when I clocked out, went to go get my stuff that I needed for today. And then when I came home, put on the game, or first I recorded my Dune review. Hopefully you guys watch that. And uh and then got that, and then I'm just like, man, it's not even six o'clock yet. I'm I'm just like, man, time is just slow today, which I guess could be uh a benefit because usually time is like, what the hell? Time just moves so quickly, so quickly. Uh uh, you're there, you're there. Don't worry. I see you. Bring in and blue. we got you. <laughs> um all right, what's going on, Stephanie? yeah uh, cheers to the weekend, yes, for sure. For sure. Should be a good weekend. And we've we'll spending some time with some family on Sunday, so that'll be good for a baby shower. We got Jason here. What's going on, bud? Yeah, I'd long. Ah, as your guy. Oh no. <laughs> as my guy, my source. Yeah. Yeah. I think I you're probably not the first one who thought that, too, but it is not him. It is not him. Um, but. Uh, I have met the guy in real life. Uh, we actually uh, attended the first SnyderCon together. He was there, so I did. I have met him in real life, and I've had had many conversations. But uh, no, he was not my guy to uh, when it came to all this. But still, you know, he has he has some information. He's worked in uh, he's worked in the biz in the industry. It's going to be cool to pick his brain a little bit. Cheers, Mark. Ahoy, ahoy, Jason. Good to see you, Abel. How much going on? Will we drinking? Well, I mean, Dune just came out, so I was like, All right, obviously, the spice must flow. So, what did I get? Got a little captain, a little spiced rum, of course. Thought it was fitting, you know. Trying to, uh, whatever big movie's coming out during the weekend, you want to kind of fit the theme, you know. I did make a vodka martini when bond came out so i figured well let's get some spice rum so cheers guys cheers oh man it's you know it's been so long and uh, i know i already had like i'm not gonna lie i already had a i already had one but it's just it's it's funny how because i'm like I'm, i'm mainly a bourbon and vodka guy so, when you drink like a rum, like a spice rum, it's amazing how <laughs> smooth and just no, really no bite to it, especially when it's like nice and cold and it just got the vanilla flavor. Man, it's really good. It's going on, Chuck? So, I'll do and thought it was amazing. I believe it will be, yeah. Let's hope that'd be pretty sweet if it ends up getting to that point. We got Selena Kyle here. Hey, what's going on, Mama Film Junkie? Just heard that Scherzer is not going to be pitching. What happened? Scherzer's not pitching for game six. That's no good. That's a little mm, suspicious. Is he okay? I don't know what's going on with that. Just watch long Halloween. Good. It's a great movie. I can't wait for the deluxe version. Full on. Cannot wait for that. So really can't. Uh, what? Let's see. There's a typo. Oh yeah. It says Vidka. Thank you for pointing that out, Steph. Appreciate that here it's the vitka the vitka the vitka stream the vitka stream there you go thank you for pointing that out luckily it's not you know it's still spelled right down there at least so there you go i just fixed it hopefully it'll uh populate in there uh i just watched doing amazing good glad everybody's watching it hopefully you're watching it on the biggest screen possible let's get it yeah Uh, oh there's jose how's it going jose how you feeling huh How you feeling? Your boy, your boy, your boy ain't pitching. His arm fell off. It's not a joking matter. (laughs) His arm fell off. What was he doing? Because I know Scherzer, I mean, it's funny because I just saw him. I was watching the uh, the Red Sox and uh, Astros game, and goddamn, those Astros just can't be stopped. But at the same time, Red Sox are actually putting up a bit of a fight. It's not like a blowout or anything, and they have to, of course, but. I just saw Scherzer in an Indeed commercial, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Scherzer's a character, man. He's definitely a character. He's uh, he's crazy. He definitely is crazy, but that's what makes him so good. That's the thing. He is he's crazy. I mean, I thought it was hilarious when they did um, when they won the wild card game and they did a post game interview, and he was full on nipples out, and he was half drunk, and it was it was it was amazing. It was amazing. So I wonder who's going to pitch. I don't know. I, I, you know, I when it comes to uh, Dave Roberts, I always worry about Dave Roberts when it comes to how he handles his pitchers and, and his bullpen and stuff like that. So that's uh, whiskey there. Good for you, man. Um, yeah, it just it's it's a little it's a little interesting seeing Dune in IMAX. Can't wait. Yeah, good. And we won't be talking about spoilers tonight. We'll we'll of course be talking about Dune. But well, you know, I always like to at least leave a week. Maybe next week we'll get into more spoiler territory on the on the stream, but we won't talk spoilers because obviously it just opened. So, and I mean, I mean, technically, technically, the book's been out for decades, but you know, you know, not everybody's seen it, so we'll we'll relax on that. Don't worry. So overworked and fatigued. Looks like uh, Price. Ah, okay, I was wondering what happened with Price. Like, he wasn't even like, uh, I met, I was watching the game last night, and he was like he wasn't even on the roster or something like that for the championship series. I always thought that was interesting. So, anyways, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I still got a slight bad taste in my mouth. So, if I giggle a little, if the, you know, when the, the Dodgers lose, I, I apologize in, a, in advance, but not really. <laughs> uh, just the way that the series with the Giants ended. Ugh. Just left a bad taste in my mouth yeah okay let's see if my i preparing my tweet here to get my guest in here make sure let's see i got the right link all right we're right. good all right but yeah we'll see what happens and i'm just i'm kind of curious to see what happens with the uh the red shot red sox and the uh astros i mean it seems like these astros just cannot be stopped man i tell you I ah, tell you what anyways all right guys let's uh, go ahead and get my guest in here like i said it's a guy who i've been talking to for uh for a while he's uh he's always been part of the community never been on like the super front lines. it's probably a good thing <laughs> but he's always had a knowledge of uh certain things and he's always uh he's always been a cool dude and um yeah i just was like you know what let's let's talk to let's talk to ken what's going on ken
2: Hey, what's up, Dave? How's it going? It's going Can pretty you? good. Hey? Yeah, you're
1: you're good. You're good. Don't worry. Awesome. Everything's yeah, everything's working. Thanks, thanks for joining, my friend. How you
2: doing? Good, good, man. Thanks for having me. No it's problem. Like, I, I you know like it's first ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just fear I was like, um, you know, because we've always we've talked, we've you know talked to each other for a while, probably since. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably been since before the theatrical version of Justice League came out. And I just never yeah. really thought. And then I and then I thought, yeah. And then I thought, like, oh, man, would you ever want to just come on and just kind of talk about some things? I mean, because obviously you work in the biz. Always, uh, you know, and I've we've met, of course, obviously at SnyderCon, which was a great time. That was a fun what? time. Hopefully the second one will happen. But who knows? <laughs> I don't know what the status with all that is. But, uh, yeah, so I just figured, like, eh, just come on grab a drink cheers yeah
2: what do you got there i'm not a big liquor guy i'm more of a beer guy so that's fine i have my uh, shop top here and you know yeah it's good stuff
1: now like and like i said i don't discriminate on drinks i don't (laughs) hey you know if you want to drink water that's perfectly fine and you know that'll happen i'm like hey while you're uh, hydrating, I'm dehydrating. Nothing wrong with that. So, but uh, yeah. yeah first,
2: off, first off, man, congrats, dude. Like your stream uh-huh. is like, like blowing up, man. Like from the first time um, I came across your stream, or even on social media. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Yeah, but congrats on everything, man.
1: No, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a. <laughs> It's been an interesting ride, especially the past year. That's for sure. Just the way that everything's gone and uh, in the guests and everything. It's just, it's been pretty insane. It's been pretty insane. And just the people that you meet and everything, you know. I mean, when we went to SnyderCon, I mean, it was just basically, it was just videos. It really wasn't, I mean, I don't know if the the, the vodka, I think the vodka stream maybe existed. I don't know. It's always funny (laughs) when I, when it's always funny when, because, you know, I always will have um, the, the, the YouTube feed up on my laptop. And sometimes when I get done with this, it'll bring up a, an older one, like from a year and a half ago. And then I remember oh. one night I actually went back and I was like, how long have I been doing this? I mean, it's only, it's pretty much been two years. So it's, uh, yeah, just where, I mean, just from just where it started with just my webcam on my computer at my computer desk to just having people show up and then to have actual, you know, actors, actresses, directors, crazy. Right. Just absolutely crazy. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. So So basically, I mean, obviously, okay, how long have you been working in the movie industry?
2: Um, I would say almost 8 to 9 years now maybe. I'm okay. not sure what when did I start? Cuz I started um I started with WB. Um actually that's kind of funny because Um, obviously I wanted to be somewhere in the, in the film industry business in a way, but they, they called me up for a, for EA position, Mm
3: -hmm. which
2: is kind of awkward. I'm like, okay, I've never been an EA, but, but I think it was, um, a great way for me to like get my foot in. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what's an EA position exactly? Executive assistant.
1: Okay. Okay. So, I figured it was assistant, and I wasn't sure what the E stood for.
2: Yeah, I was an executive assistant for a VP in one of their um, finance department, which is I've never been to. i never worked in the finance before, but but I think it was because I was with at that time with Turner mm-hmm. um, ad sales facilities, and which is Turner was at that time um, under the um, Time Warner umbrella. So it was just a transfer for me going from Turner to WB. So, but you know, I I took it. But but if you ever want to be whoever wants to be a EA, uh, you just gotta have some like tough-minded skills and yeah. best organization skills ever. Mm-hmm. Because you're like have to be on on it and on the spot because you're like um, you're the VP's eyes and ears as far as booking calendars and meetings because. They're like VPs are like on meetings every day, every hour. So yeah, yeah, if you're anybody out there planning to be a EA or any any business, but
1: yeah. Learn how to use Excel, Microsoft Excel. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I mean, even yeah, even, even in my, like in my field that I work in daytime, I mean, Excel, that is just, I think with anything, with any kind of organization that you want to have learn microsoft excel the best you can because that could really save you when it keeps like we're gonna like you said for meetings and everything just keep Definitely. track oh man i tell you what so did you like go to school for any of this or
2: no or well, I like no because um oh no actually i did i did um while well, i was before wb i was with turner and i wanted yeah. to go to the, the studio side but um you know i'm sending my resume here and there everywhere all the studios but i wasn't getting any feedback so i was like man i just gotta beef up my my uh my skills and whatnot so i took i did go to art school
1: uh-huh.
2: and funny thing was I, I looked at um the art college where zach was. Pasadena.
1: Pasadena, yeah Pasadena.
2: I, I i almost went there but it was just too far because Turner was in Century City mm. and then I would go from century city after work, go all the way to Pasadena, which I will never make. So I passed yes, on that. For, yeah,
1: not, not in yeah. this
2: traffic down here. No right. Way. So, I, so, but at that time I didn't know Zach. that was Zach's. Um, yeah. School. But, um, yeah. But I, I went to art school in um, North Hollywood here, uh, the Arts Institute of California, um, yeah. animation, uh, media arts and animation. So uh, I went there for a few years and um, while going to school, I did, that's when I transferred to WB, and I, and from there, I just, just do a lot of networking and, um, just meeting a lot of people pretty much. And wow. that's the, um, but yeah, you gotta, just gotta have people skills. Cause you're gonna need to network around, um, a lot of people and get to familiarize, um, other departments, other groups. So, so that you're, um, you're aware, well aware of your uh, surroundings and people are aware of you and stuff. So, just yeah, you just got to network around. And, um, yeah, from WB's, just which is awesome, by the way, uh, while I was there. Um, and then, um, I went to another studio, um, 20th Century Fox. Which yeah, cool.
1: I noticed that. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it was cool. Um, I had a, had a great time there we were doing a lot of content there and at that time um it was more on the creative side which was what i really liked about it so um, like what
1: what were you specifically like doing like at warner brothers
2: um at that time i was just an ea for um one of the vps yeah so um and which is fine with me because again um i just wanted to get in the studio side um, and from there Hopefully meet people and you know, um, network around people. And so, but um I was offered or what I was looking to move up or move around, um 20th Century Fox is something that I saw that I took. So Mm -hmm. I went there. Um it was great. I went there because you know it was more on the creative side. We were doing a lot of content for for new release um titles.
3: Nice
2: um yeah, so if you guys see um like bohemian if you have your bohemian rhapsody uh blu-rays and what else was that widows all those bonus contents that's what we did
3: oh okay and,
2: and on the itunes side of that that's what i did so so nice. if you don't like the thumbnails in the itunes that's probably my fault but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's this guy he's like wait yeah. a minute why didn't that work
2: no that's cool, cool. like yeah, well, by, by the way uh yeah uh Full disclosure, my opinions are my own.
1: Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. So anything he says, opinions his own. you know. I mean, as much as we'll try to pick his brain on any little secrets that he can reveal, it's mainly just his opinions right there. So full disclosure right there off the bat. So don't worry. We got you. We got you. Um, So you were at WB for how long?
2: Um, I would say almost two years. All yeah. Two years, nice. Then I went to Fox, 20th Century Fox. Um, yeah. Almost two years there until um, then. This the Disney um, <clears throat> buyout. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, un- unfortunately, I wasn't um, transferred to Disney, but um, the Fox Entertainment, um, the one that wasn't bought by Disney, um, they I was hired there. Okay. So now I was with the TV side in that Fox Entertainment. We were doing promos for uh, TVs. So, and that was my crew there was really cool. Um, so I had fun there as well. Yeah, I did that. For- oh,
1: okay. TV so that's what I was going to ask too is like, uh, so not everything was bought out by Disney. So, the no, part- no. Yeah. Well, some people, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know when that was all happening. And they gave like a list of like what disney was specifically going to own it wasn't going to be every little part of it so no know. yeah
2: because you know they couldn't buy out fox sports because they already have yeah and you know obviously and all that stuff so there are a lot of other things so Fox there's still fox in yeah. the Fox lot but you know disney is also in the Fox lot as well so okay. it's kind of like a hybrid lot in a way interesting
1: yeah Interesting. How was it when you uh, first went over there? Like, like your first day. Like, like walk me through that. How that? How was that? I mean, that's got to be ob- obviously it was exciting. I mean, first yeah. off, you're leaving Warner Brothers, which I'm sure that was you know you had some memories there. But you know, moving on to bigger and better, and then walking onto that Fox lot had to be pretty interesting, especially with uh with the Disney stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in. <laughs> WB actually is a lot of fun. Um on my lunch break, I would um walk around a lot. Yeah. And um yeah, I would eat at the uh the commissary and then I would walk around before I go back to my and um I would actually pass by at that time um zach's um his office, office. right? Yeah it was in the lot. So I would pass by his office and I would see his um I would see his car there, his Mercedes. Not that I was stalking him or anything, but
1: no lies, lies
2: <laughs> every day. You're like, Hey, Zach, yeah, well, yeah. I was like, while I was walking, like, maybe he'll come out. I'll walk slower. So, he never slower. did. Did he ever come out? No, never. no, no. Oh man, unfortunately, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That was kind of funny, but yeah, no, it's uh, the lot, the lots are pretty cool, it's yeah, lot, so cool. Yeah, because you know, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history. Yeah.
1: When I when I walked the, uh you know, the Warner Brothers lot, when I went on there for like a present, it was just interesting to be, you know, just to be on there. You could just feel and see like, oh, that's where they shot Friends. Oh, that's where you, right. know, you could see, like where they shot things. And you just like all these like iconic shows or movies, you're like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy how it was parts of it was shot here just right next to each other, all just right next to each other. it's just, it's, it's just crazy. The amount of history that, that some of these lots have, even when you go to universal studios, I mean, I remember (laughs) you go to universal studios. I mean, obviously they converted part of it to be like a theme park. I remember specifically a long time ago where um, I was, I forgot what ride we were waiting for, but I remember looking off and there was a, there was a, there was a, a warehouse in the distance, one of the stages And I remember just seeing like it looked like futuristic stuff like that was kind of peeking out. They had the doors open and I went, man, I wonder what's happening there. Turns out that's where they shot the scream video for um, Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was funny because all of a sudden they showed they were doing like this whole thing on MTV and they showed that exact door and that futuristic looking whatever the hell it was and I'm like I remember as a kid I was like what the heck we were just right there that's crazy you know and it's just it's interesting like literally I was waiting in line for like some kind of ride at Universal Studios yeah. when in the distance they were shooting or you know at, at maybe they weren't shooting at the time but yeah Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson were shooting a video in that lot and it's just it's just crazy it's crazy to think about it. but i remember just like i was like you know leo dicaprio and uh, once upon a <laughs> time just like ah i remember seeing that door open and that right there what the hell yeah yeah,
2: yeah so. I actually uh I, I worked at universal studio here at did you uh, yeah back in um i think it was a, sl- a summer job back in high school nice yeah it was a summer job yeah
1: yeah so so you always had like you know you've always wanted to have something to do with like whatever i mean basically just growing up you just had like a love for movies and creative stuff
2: yeah you know but i wasn't like aware of it but you Mm -hmm. know um, but that's when um when i got into turner that's when i thought okay maybe i can get into studios so but but yeah i had to take school just to you know just really just nasty. got to and um i'm looking at the comments here it's pretty funny <laughs> it's yeah. a w- awesome canceled
1: <laughs> yeah exactly well you know that i know you know how people are yeah well i love i love it when people joke about that i mean obviously you had a great experience there i mean yeah when it when it came to what went down i mean well what's funny too is i uh, i remember talking to you after you actually saw like a, a a version of uh you know justice league before it came out and i remember you even kind of went like um i'm not sure that that was what zach wanted i remember that and it was kind of funny because i remember when when i read your message i remember just leaning back going
3: oh shit
1: like like it just was like one of those things where it just kind of went like we were hoping that this wasn't going to be the case like it wasn't they weren't gonna fuck with it so much and it was still going to be mostly his movie. But I remember you specifically said that. And I remember just like, uh, just just kind of just, yeah, I didn't answer right away. Uh, and just kind of going, oh, man, here we go. This is going to be interesting yeah. to see how this. And I remember, yeah, you went to a test, like essentially a test screening, right? For Justice League?
2: It was, uh, yeah, when, when I saw it, it was like, I mean, it was a fun movie. But yeah. it wasn't the Zack Snyder movie that we're accustomed yeah. to, you know, so it's, it's, you can totally tell the difference after BVS. And then, that that, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a fun movie, but otherwise it's just a chopped up movie. That's been chopped up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Seriously. Like after, so when, when, you're, when you were working with like, with Warner brothers and this whole thing like started, you know the Snyder Cut and everything and everything that came to be. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was gone
2: already by that time. You were what? Um, I was gone. Um, oh, okay. So you were already
1: gone by that time. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I was. So there wasn't gone like down. any like you know walking around and hearing whispers and talking to people and being like, "What's going on with this Justice League movie?" And what well, you know Snyder Cut and what that. So you didn't really. Yeah, you, you were already like pretty much off. The, yeah
2: off a lot by then, huh? Off the lot, yeah. I was already with um, 20th Century Fox, but yeah. yeah. Was there any
1: mention, like over there, like was when 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 this thing started really taking steam about like the Snyder Cut and all the stuff? I mean, what it it almost, I mean, it it really just like I mean, it struck a, a chord throughout the industry of the fact that this whole thing just happened and fans rallied up and then got it. I mean, was there any like? talk about it like have you were were there conversations that you ever had like within like your job or anything over at um,
2: not in the big big way it was just yeah. you know just my my team or our, our colleagues just talking about you know well oh, this people are rallying for snyder cut and all that stuff Dude, have you seen it have you seen this and this yeah. so it was just it was just, you know just us in the hallway talking about it but you know but <laughs> nothing like Like it was emailed out or anything like that. It's just between between us, uh, the the cubicle or the office next door.
1: Yeah. I always kind of wonder though, like, you know, other departments or whatever. I mean, how many people were having conversations about this thing? I mean, because, I mean, it it is truly like a crazy thing that this actually happened. I mean, obviously you were always like uh, promoting it. You're always out there promoting it and, you know, you were always a part of it. Uh, I mean, you you weren't like full on like maybe like what me and some of the stuff and we, you know sometimes it got a little crazy still gets a little <laughs> crazy yeah but you've always been relatively like hey you have you know you have your certain knowledge and and you know what sometimes Ken sometimes your uh, your vague little tweets with some emojis I'm like I want to message you and be like what do you know what do you know because <laughs> sometimes you do that and I'm like damn you what do you know. What do you know? So, but I, but I, that's yeah. that's what's kind of fun about it. That's what's fun, uh, fun with social media is like you could do that. Right. I, I've done it too. I put a right, vague right. tweet or a vague
2: GIF, and people are like,
1: "What the hell, man?" So it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But, it's,
2: uh, it's yeah. Fun, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I've always supported the Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna be honest, I I haven't seen it yet. What I know.
1: Okay, so that's another thing I wanted to ask you, is the fact yeah. that you have not yet seen, even though you are wearing the beanie right now. Yes. You not, yeah, you have not yet seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. Why is that?
2: Because I want to see it in IMAX. I want to see it in the screen. You know, if there is a chance, um I guess the it was i was i want it to be an imax but if there is a chance to see it in a theater definitely but if it's an imax most definitely but um i'm waiting but hopefully it'll come you know true but if not then you know i'll just watch it i just i think i posted it like i'll watch yeah. it in, you know on my birthday if it if it's if it's not in the theater i'll watch it at home then when's so, your birthday january january
1: so there you go so the end of january it hasn't happened yet, man, how how do you resist that? How do you
2: resist? When did that? it come out? March? Is it this year? Or last year?
1: It was this year that it came out in March. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it's been yeah, it's been it's been oh, like over six months. I don't know how you've resisted not watching. I've, that.
2: <laughs> I've, I've I have seen some spoiler stills on. Yeah. You can't avoid Twitter. that. There was there was like a picture of um, of Wonder Woman. I think she was laying down with um coins in her eyes yeah i guess i mean i mean obviously those are what she's passed passed away or i don't know yeah, what's going it's, on
1: there. it's it's a vision it's a vision of course but you know
2: okay. it yeah. was um it <laughs> was black suit superman kneeling down to steppenwolf with Steppenwolf's axe almost next to his
1: yeah. Next. That's a big one. That's a big, that's a big, uh, nice little entrance. All right, don't yeah. tell it. Okay. Okay. I won't tell you, but you know, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's all, I mean, you're in for, I mean, the, the fact that you don't know, like you've seen the stills, but you don't know the context. That's right. That's good. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how you've resisted. I've seen it probably like 20 something times. now. I'm like, cause it's just like, ah, oh, it's that good. But I mean, I, I mean, I get the fact that you want to see it in IMAX. I would love that too more than anything, but man, uh, as soon as I got that screener, I couldn't. I was like, "All right, I'm 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 watching. I don't care if it's on my my uh, my little screen right here. I don't I, I don't care." Yeah, I even had to take a break too because I got brought in to do like the uh, the fan premiere participation thing. So literally, oh. like like forty seven minutes in, I had to stop and be like, and do this thing for like two hours. literally like oh this sucks i want to watch the rest of it because it's just so good but yeah but yeah so power to you man for resisting watching this thing
2: yeah i know my i know my kids watch it already but they have they i think so because you know when when you go to hbo max you'll see on their um on the thumbnail you see if it's at the bottom if it's somebody or where you left off pretty much or you know there's like a purple yeah. line
1: oh yeah so you've seen that they've watched it yeah, yeah. somebody did
2: i don't know who <laughs> somebody
1: did they watched some of it i mean it's a long it's a long movie but it's broken up into chapters which is good you know you don't have to watch it all in one shot i mean i have watched i i i don't i think once it was funny because i remember uh, see every like once a month my uh my dad will like he, when he's working in 29 palms We always will have breakfast with him once a month because he'll like you know he'll be in town and he's working nights and so we'll do that and then so one time we actually watched like the first three parts and then apparently nobody watched the rest of it until like the next (laughs) month until like you know and i'm like did you guys finish this thing yet and he's like no actually we didn't and i was like well what the hell put it back on then and they enjoyed it but it was just kind of funny how like they were okay with it's breaking it up to they watched the I think we watched the first four parts and then we watched the rest of it which is like three more parts right after that so I mean it's it's got the luxury of that at least
2: wait 29 pumps is your parents in the military
1: my dad was in the military he now he was a what? helicopter pilot in the military in the, in the army and uh, he's retired now he does uh you know um basically if like someone needs to be like a um a patient needs to be transported quickly to a hospital or you know say like out there somebody dehydrates himself and they needed somebody to come in and just transport that that person to the hospital yeah he's a helicopter pilot
2: that's cool man okay yeah
1: yeah, awesome. yeah he's been yeah he's uh he likes it and it's always funny because what i always love about it is anytime there is a a movie that has some helicopter action, I always love to get his reaction because most of the time it's bullshit. That can't happen. <laughs> what are you talking about? My God. I mean, he essentially does what, what Dwayne Johnson does, what The Rock does in San Andreas. That's exactly... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much him right there. That's that's his job. But of course, when he watched that, he went, nah, you wouldn't... And he just, just starts picking it apart and stuff. It's yeah, always yeah, it's always hilarious, but he still enjoys the movies. He just anytime there's a helicopter involved, he's like, "Nah, that's you know." I remember when uh, Hobbs and Shaw came out, there was a helicopter, yeah. and in the and Dwayne Johnson like wraps a chain around it, and it like pulls the helicopter. He goes, "That thing would have broken off. Get out of here!" It's like it, it's always funny to to get that the helicopter expert when it comes to those kind of <laughs> scenes right there. So. Yeah, it's it cool. He enjoys it. He's gonna probably retire soon from that, which it's like, come on, man, it's time to retire. But he loves he loves to fly.
2: He definitely loves to fly. Wow. Yeah. Have you gotten up? Where... Have you gone up with him? I have
1: helicopter? not. I have not. It's never that's good. I mean, he's for for a bit there, like when he was in the army, he was always like uh, in a different state than because I mainly lived here and he was like in other places, so it never really ha- I've been in a simulator with with him, that's about it, but it never got to that point where I've ever gone up with him. Um, maybe one of you know, before he actually retires, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But it's, it's always like one of those things where you know they you have to sign your life away, and it's kind of like one of those they they'd never really do that kind of stuff. I always told him, like, dude, just be like, uh, you know, just be one of those helicopter pilots that give tours around because he lives in Vegas, that's where he actually lives. Oh, but okay. he in 29 palms, he just like one week on, one week off kind of thing. And I'm like, man, just do that in Vegas and you know, fast yeah. around that'd be pretty sweet. But then again, it's like it's Vegas, yeah. And what does there see? Desert and some buildings right here, <laughs> all cluttered, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> casinos and whatnot. So, but yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I've never been up with him, I always wanted to, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. But mm-hmm. we'll see. And I, I even flew the simulator too, and I crashed. So that's good. I, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's not in the blood. I was like, I tried. I tried, Dad. I tried, but I cry like every time I, ch- I crashed the simulator. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how you do this. Shit. <laughs> Helicopters are weird, man. They're weird. Um, no, but anyways, um, yeah, the fact that you haven't <laughs> resisted, that's uh that's pretty good. Um, that's that's yeah. that's that's I, I don't know how you've uh, you've held out so long, but hopefully. I don't know if they're, you know, if we're gonna get a Snyder Con two going on. Hopefully, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean there was talks about January, but there really hasn't been any kind of updates. And it's like we're creeping along here. We're we're about I to know. get into November in a bit here, and it's like, but Zach's busy. That's the thing. Zach's so right. busy right now with what he's working on with Rebel Moon and the Army of the Dead universe. It's like, right. I don't know if he's gonna have the time or what's yeah. gonna happen. Who knows?
2: I don't blame him, but. It'll be cool
1: if it does happen. Yeah, we'll all be there. And then, you know, it'll actually be cool to see your reaction because you'll be seeing it for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If that does happen, because I know for I know he wants to he wants to put it on an IMAX screen, which is part of the you know, he doesn't I mean it was shot for IMAX, so it's not gonna Mm be I mean, let's face it, when we when we were at Snyder the first SnyderCon, it was pretty uncomfortable where we were, right? (laughs) Small it, theater? Yeah. Hot, little crunched yeah. in, man. I mean, yeah. thank God I didn't have to pee. <laughs> my God. Thank God, because I was right in the middle. Middle? <laughs> yeah, I was right in the center. I don't know how many rows back. And then I was like, I think I was uh, sitting in between the comic movie marks, guys. Uh okay. and, Yeah, and my, and Matt's a big dude. So, you know, yeah, yeah. he's taking up a little bit of my armrest where, you know, I'm just kind of just, I was just kind of, but. Thankfully, my bladder was like, "Don't worry, I got you. We won't. We'll be okay. Uh-huh. We'll be okay." Because yeah, it was pretty scrunched. and it was a little warm in there too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was it March, was. you know. So, but yeah, okay. I remember uh, just it was yeah, it was pretty surreal just kind of meeting everybody, you know. I know huh? people you talk to, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because like, oh, this is
1: what you look like in real life. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: yeah it I think was it can... cool meeting a lot of people yeah it was, it was great yeah it's like oh so yeah you're right this is like oh this is how you look like oh you're taller than
1: <laughs> yeah i know it's either taller or shorter Which it's i shorter. got the shorter thing i'm like you're shorter than i thought. i'm like sorry my mom's short so sadly i was not blessed with the uh vertical jeans uh-huh. hi mom love you <laughs> <laughs> see yes yes steven What you just said right there in the chat. My dad could beat up the rock in a helicopter. Absolutely. No, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's always, yeah, it was always, it is interesting. I remember even like walking where the line was. Yeah. Like I was, I, cause I met up with, with, uh, with Swenson and his wife and the comic movie marks, uh, guys, Matt and Shane. And we kind of met, we met up at the coffee shop in Pasadena that Zach actually frequents. And, and then we all drove to back to the, um, to the art school but then they like all they had a i don't know exactly what happened so i was like walking through the thing all by myself and then when i i remember when i got down to the line and i just like i just burst open the doors and everybody just all like everybody in the front of the line just looked over and it was just like and it was like "Come, jockey and i was like hey and was like, what the fuck and it was just like high five high five it was it was crazy it was very surreal because it's like i'm literally just there's a line and people know who Essentially who you are or something right. like that. It was very, very interesting. And then I met you and and uh just everybody was like all around there and it was just it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it really was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. It was so much fun, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, hopefully we'll get to do it again, but uh we'll see what happens. But uh also I wanted to ask you too, is like so is there any um uh, so when it comes to like any kind of movies or anything that have you seen Dune yet, for instance?
2: Um. Not yet. Um. Though yeah,
1: that's going to be IMAX for sure.
2: Yeah. From what I'm hearing, from what I'm reading, it's definitely an IMAX thing yes. to do. Mm-hmm. I, almost, I mean, I opened my HBO Max today. I almost played it. But...
1: <laughs> if you could resist watching Zack Adder justly, you can resist watching Dune because you can actually go and see it in IMAX. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. But the thing is, you know, like I'm like. I'm like super busy because I also yeah. do have like a like a second job, like a second gig in the weekends. Okay. Where I do um sports. Play guitar.
1: Oh, okay. No, I, I, I thought you were gonna say play guitar. I see the guitars in the background. So yeah. I
2: thought <laughs> you're like you in a band or what's going on? I wish yeah. I was in a
3: band. Yeah. But
2: no, um yeah, yeah. I, I do like sports broadcasting on the weekends. So That's I do true. like um I do replays for the LA Rams and LA Chargers at SoFi. Oh, okay. So and also yeah. The, so
1: you post like recently, like you were at SoFi. Yeah, yeah. That stadium is goddamn
2: beautiful. My God, it's yeah. It's amazing. It's huge, and you will get lost in there for if because yeah. It's
1: it's a it's an entire city. It seems like almost yeah
2: yeah. There's like retail. There's a lake in there. There's a, there's a lake. <laughs> oh
1: wow. Oh yeah, it's, is it on the outside yes, or is when you're going in? Is it like right there or what? What is it? It's like the lake? Is it on the outside or is it actually inside? No, it's right next to the. Yeah, station. it's right next to it, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. But it's it's yeah, yeah it's a beautiful
2: man-made lake that they put right in front yeah. of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Jeez. There's retail and you know condominiums and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Is there is there a, there's not a movie theater in there? Is there or like is that there, something uh,
2: they want to add to it or something? there it's not a movie there is a theater in there um, mm. um but not a uh, stage pretty much it's they call it, uh, i think it's the youtube stage or something i forget what the they call YouTube it youtube stage interesting but yeah there's a theater um for theatrical stage in there Hmm. yeah it's been and late. then yeah
1: hey i've heard like uh i mean now they're like i, I mean i guess they're making up for you know, when when the football season last year, when they couldn't have anybody in the stadium, now they're trying to make up for it. It seems like when there's not a football game that's happening, they're like, "Hey, let's get the Rolling Stones in here. Let's get yeah. uh, Guns and Roses." I mean, they're just like trying to get that thing. At least you know, let's make some money. I mean, because let's face it, they poured in a shit ton of money into that thing. I
2: mean, they did,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful. I, I mean, it looks
2: those, like go ahead. those bands were scheduled. Um, to open, like, so far, like, within that month. But I think, obviously, with the COVID, they had to reschedule yeah. and everything. So now they're, like, yeah, like you said, they're pouring everything in uh, for concerts and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't I just- do that. I just do the, uh, the LA Rams and Chargers as a replay over there. And I also do all other stadiums if they invite me to do replays or playbacks for them. Okay. Yeah, so...
1: Where 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 can people catch this?
2: Um, well, all all the replays we do or I do is in house. So, okay. you know, it's not like um, you see it in your network TV. So it's basically in house. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah.
1: So they don't ever like
2: post it on like you know YouTube or anything like that. No, ah, no, okay. it's just an in house production, pretty much. So if gotcha. you're in SoFi Stadium. All the replays you see in the video board, that's pretty much us.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So you're just doing that. Okay. I, for some reason, I was thinking like you guys were like talking while it happened or something. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. So you're just doing that. So you're just because I remember seeing shots of like the, the the inner workings of all that. And you see like all the screens and everything. And it's, yeah. it's insane like how much can really go into all that. I mean, obviously, when it comes to the replays, that's such a big part now such a big part of the game because you get these close calls. You have to, I mean, it has to be, you know, especially when they're challenging something. I mean, everything's so close.
2: Definitely. You have
1: to be right on top of that. And that's, I mean, I'm always amazed, even like when I, you know, when I go to baseball games or whatever, it's just right on the board. It's already, it's already playing and it's already playing in slow motion. It's already zoomed in. It's got different angles. And I mean, you really got to be on top of
2: that stuff. Yep. Yep. We have like um was it one, two, three, four, five. We have five replay operators at SoFi. Five. Nice. And then there's a replay producer. Yeah, so it's, it's so that's gig. just like a that's just a side gig, huh? Yeah, on the weekends they'll you know they'll invite me or I I'll is SoFi and Dignity Health in Carson where LA Galaxy play soccer here, mm-hmm. football, Football. You know, yeah. yeah. I do replays over there too and playback. Yeah, and sometimes you know UCLA will ask me if I'm available, like for basketball or football. Okay, it depends. Or even USC.
1: So you're basically you're like contracted out or something like that. Yeah, like a whole thing. You're kind of doing like a freelance. Freelance on the weekends. That's pretty cool. That's gotta be like that's gotta be a fun gig. It's like all right, I'll just show up and. Watch some sporting events and just be on top of the replays. Fuck yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah,
2: it's a not a bad yeah. side gig. I think this. Um, wait, this Sunday I'll be at SoFi for a Rams game, I believe.
1: Who are they playing? I forgot. I forgot.
2: They're kicking forgot. ass right now, by the
1: way. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, Rams,
2: I'll be in SoFi this Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, my God, I mean, the Rams. I mean, it's <laughs> nothing against Goff. He's a good, he's good, but he just, I don't know. I mean, he just didn't fully have it. And now that they have Stafford, it's like, and Stafford yeah. needed, he needed that, he needed that team. Right. And it was like a match made in heaven. He needed that team, like he was just going over at the Lions. And now that he's with the Rams, it's like, look at, look at this guy go. Look at this team go. I mean, yeah. it seems like the Rams really have a big shot of taking the whole thing, man. I tell you.
2: Yeah, they have a they have a real good chance right now so and plus you know stafford you know with his big arm yeah he's just everywhere
1: i know man i was like because my dad he's a rams fan you know? oh really okay oh yeah he's a rams fan dodgers fan blah, you know no sorry <laughs> <laughs> no he's just because he's he was born he was born in southern california so he's he's uh you know dodgers rams lakers of course so he's all the la teams So he's really happy right now. I mean, obviously he's big time happy because the Dodgers, of course, made it past. Yeah, course You're a Giants fan. Uh, yeah, you know. (laughs) I know it's always what happens because even my mom, who you know, who's who shows up in the chat, she's a big time Dodgers fan too. I grew up. They tried to, uh, you know, they tried to get me and my brother into that. We were part of the Dodger little fan club, you know, with kids, and we were all that. But then we just went, nope we're going to go this way and that. Cause at first when I was a kid, I was a Mariners fan. I was all about King Griffey Jr. I Thank love King Griffey Jr. So I was a Mariners fan through that in, for his entire like run. And then when he got traded, I was like, all right, I, I tried to still be, but then I went, eh. and then I just kind of didn't have a, a, a fan base or like a team really. Yeah. And, and then my brother was always a Giants fan, always a Giants fan. And he was like, his favorite player was Will Clark. And, yeah so then you know when it came to like i don't know the early 2000 i guess when they i and i'll even admit that i was like a little bit of a bandwagoner you know when they were when that when 2010 happened i was rooting for the giants so i went you know what i'll be a, i'm gonna i'm a giants fan now fuck it so i've only been a giants fan for 11 years and i will say that yes when they were they started that little uh every other every other uh year when they were winning the world series yeah Yes. That's when I kind of started, that's when I started being a uh, a Giants fan. I, I, so I, 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 yeah, but yeah, my dad always says that to you even my mom like, hey, we tried to, you grew up with all this stuff and you're, 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 you're still a, a Giants fan. That's unbelievable. It's like, hey, it's fun. <laughs> it makes it fun because we have bets. We have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. So I get it. But yeah, the way that that ended, whew, man, <laughs> I didn't like it.
2: But I get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, all about LA. But yeah. when it comes to football, I'm a Niners fan.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so, so you're a Niners fan. Nice.
2: Yeah. But only because when I was growing up, there was this nothing. When I was growing up, it was pretty much all about you know Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Of course. So that's that's the only thing as a kid. That's the only thing I've been I would hear for the Niners: Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, blah blah blah. So it kind of like just stuck in my brain. Okay. So. So I became a Niners fan, even though we had like two teams here in LA at that time, it was like LA Raiders and LA Rams, I think it was that time. Yeah, it's true. But all I kept hearing about was Niners, Joe Montana. So when I was a kid. So, so it just, yeah, it just naturally
1: happens. Just I mean, that's stuck, yeah. yeah. See, that's usually what what's the case. But see, I was an army brat, so I was like going all over the place and I was living in Alabama. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't really get. I mean, I'm surprised I'm not all into like the Alabama football stuff like like scott is um but you know it just never like i never really just i mean like i said when it came to the mariner i just loved ken griffey jr growing up so but we're gonna bring somebody else in here we got mr anthony what's well, going well, on curious well. or acs how you doing
0: what's going on what's anthony what's up yeah what's up what's up thanks Thanks for like joining sir. Like, I, I like to hear the sports talk all the way. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what we do on here. I mean, sometimes yeah. it, we veer off. Yeah. I mean, some people might not like it, but I'm like, fuck it. Sports <laughs> is fun. Yeah,
0: Come Sports on. is fire. I'm yeah. watching, I was, <laughs> well, I was listening to you guys. I was watching uh, <laughs> the Astros were back in the, the fall classic. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Did they win the series? Yeah, the Astros just beat the the Red Sox. No shit, uh, they won, huh? Yeah, uh, they, they're presenting they, they're, they're presenting the uh, the American League trophy right now. Oh, uh, right.
1: man, god damn it, yo, know, it's crazy
0: because because uh, you know, I live in Georgia. I'm a Braves fan, and uh, <laughs> before uh, last night's game, I was at work and. Where I work, they're just like yo. We, there, there's there's there, there's a possibility to get like tickets to the World Series if it goes that route. And <laughs> one of my su- supervisors was saying something about it. I was like, "Yo, shut up!" I was like, "Be quiet." Uh We had them three one last last season. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Look and, what happened. And we didn't make it. Shut the fuck up. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? He was like. <laughs> Dude. you know what i'm saying Dude. like he was like, like he was just talking about it as if like yo when they get there i was like no nothing is guaranteed relax Dude. so yeah and, and then you see what happened last night yes i know Dude, okay so this is so this is it
1: i drive i drive to um um in riverside there's there's a a mall right here that has an imax screen i was like i gotta see Dune an imax so yeah yeah so, But before that, I was like, all right, I'm going to grab a bite. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings right next to the AMC right there. So I'm watching the game, you know, and I'm eating some wings. And, of course, I you know the game started at like, Five or five something, and I'm like watching the game. I'm going, man, this is not looking good for the Dodgers. I'm like, this is just, it might be a close game. I go in to watch Dune. I come out, and I'm like look at the score. I'm like, what the fuck, eleven <laughs> to two? Holy yeah. shit, what happened? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I get a text from my mom, Chris Taylor,
0: because she loves Chris Taylor so much. Yeah, yeah. She's like, he, Chris
1: CT three, and I'm like, what the fuck?
3: He, I, he I didn't did, watch he,
0: it. Yeah, yeah. He went off. He went off last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You just gotta. And also, the Dodgers like they they pulled what is I guess it's become the norm when, when it comes to like uh, major league teams in the playoffs is you have that that um uh damn it what's the word I'm looking for the, the, where they they use the um the backup pitchers like oh yeah
1: the bullpen like a bullpen the bullpen
0: game yes yeah, yeah. the bullpen game and so it's when good. we did it the other night it turned out great for us and then the Dodgers did it last night turned out great for them oh, so man. yeah but the, yeah, so so they're, they'll be in atlanta tomorrow and um we'll see where that goes <laughs> i was just like yo chill on the world <laughs> series tickets <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> don't jinx it don't jinx it exactly nah, jinx exactly it. uh all right well, okay. we got
1: it. we got we got somebody else backstage here we got mr stephen colbert what, what up? Is up yo hey
0: how's
3: yo. it going
1: it's going man? pretty good. Now we're just talking, you know, some sports, some other stuff too. Yeah,
4: he's waiting Ken... to bring me on until he's done talking about baseball because <laughs> I know, because I know you're a big <laughs> baseball fan, Steven. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Also,
0: re- real quick, Ken doing doing that shit for the Rams. It's fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is yeah. that. That's awesome
1: i wasn't sure like when you posted stuff about that i was like what exactly oh replaced interesting yeah yeah It's,
0: it's got to be a day, lot of...
1: is that how yeah, long is, is the day usually like what's what's the uh what's the start and stop
2: um like for this sunday's game rams i think we the game starts at one i believe huh. our call time is at 7 a.m damn so, and then we stay there till obviously the end, end of the game and, mm-hmm. and the parking, everybody getting out of their parking situation or the traffic. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I probably don't get home till like six or seven at night, maybe.
1: So, but pretty much you're looking at a 12 hour, 13 hour day kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it depends on the traffic and all that, like people getting out of the <laughs>
1: but i i do hear that so far they actually you know they probably i think they maybe designed it where it's a little bit better than most places because let's face it fucking dodger stadium fuck that place jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you guys don't even know like there's like yeah i mean it's gotten a little better because i think they they oh i don't know like there's especially because anytime usually when i go it's Dodgers and Giants, so it's a fucking packed house mm-hmm. because it's a rob- robbery game, you know. So yeah. trying to get in and out of that fucking place, man. There was one time where my dad and I went to a game, and we were like three, three. We we showed up. We finally showed up. We literally had to park like up a hill and run to the fucking ballpark, and we. It was like the third inning before we got in there. It was insane. Like it, it just that that place was not. I mean, obviously, it's it's an old ballpark so it's like they weren't thinking about hey you know in like 2020 it's gonna be really bad like the traffic (laughs) there's gonna be a lot more people in cars and stuff so yeah yeah getting out of there is crazy oh yeah it's forever. yes every time every time but they've they've worked a little better um but anyways um steven how you doing how you feeling dune i mean you saw dune yeah so did uh so did you uh anthony yes <laughs> but but ken has not seen it yet obviously we're okay. not going to do spoilers okay. you know because it just came out even though the book came out like 40 years ago whatever.
4: That, that shooter makes you look so big do what that, that, a, that shooter makes you look so big that's why he drinks it oh that's a fifth
1: that's
0: <laughs> a <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay,
1: Anthony, do you get those like when you like or like because don't you travel a little bit? Is that way for your job or
0: the hotel? Yeah.
1: Do you get those from the hotel bar, Anthony?
0: Oh, me? Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Normally, if I'm if if I'm drinking like liquor, I'll just get like a sleeve of some shots. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'll just keep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause I yeah, there's been times I've been on drink too fucking much It's just been like, yo, <laughs> like last left,
5: week, you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you disappeared, you disappeared, and we we're like, oh, I was just like yeah. oh yeah, by
5: the way, Anthony left. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. okay. <laughs> my wife okay. was my wife was a little bit sick, so I just I bounce okay. like uh, yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> but but normally like I just get I get to sleep and I I can be like okay, let try to pace myself, but normally so. <laughs> so that kind of helps. That
1: kind of helps. Those, are, helps. those yeah.
4: are the trick to to taking booze on a plane cuz you can't take uh, more than um you can't what is it like a a gallon total or is it like a half gallon total? I don't even know what it is. Um man. but you can't take in individual sizes of more than an ounce. But you can so you can get like a gallon Ziploc bag and fill it with shooters of, you know, whatever you want and basically mm-hmm. get a gallon of hard liquor onto a plane. <laughs> Like legally, like they'll they'll look at it and check and be like, Yeah, I guess that's a load. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's you know, the whole, the whole thing is the cost of like a single drink on the plane. So well, that's why Not I was going have that, that much on a plane, I know you but,
1: travel, but Anthony. I just figured to. you were like rounding them up in your hotel rooms so like track nah. let me take that one, <laughs> take that one from here. Because I remember, I think even last week I should. You had like one of those little bottles,
0: dude. Yeah, no, yeah. When I come on yeah. Normally when I come on here, like on the vodka stream, because I can't just sip. Yeah. Shooting like if it's be like if it's beers, yes, I can sip. But if it's like alcohol, like heavy shit, I'll just take a shot here and there, and just you know.
1: There you go. (laughs) Recharge. Recharge. Yes, Yes. Recharge, make that thunderbolt appear on your chest, you black Adam looking motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, how awesome okay, so uh, Ken, what'd you think of uh
2: DC fandom? Um I only saw the ending part of the Batman. Of course. Mm-hmm. Batman trailer uh, was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the it's cool the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> <So he's, laughs> I, I
1: you know what was cool too is like I saw the Batman trailer on the iMac on IMAX in IMAX last night when I saw Dune. I don't know if any of you guys got that trailer before
0: yeah, it, I did get to see the the Matrix Resurrections in IMAX yeah, that one too. That shit I got chills watching yeah. it in IMAX like before before Dune started. Yes, it was fire. Oh man,
4: what about you, Steven? Did you get the Batman? <laughs> I I did, but my I don't know. I need to I need to see it again because my um yeah. I I, I didn't see it in, in IMAX um mm-hmm. but the I I booked it at like my local it's Warrenberg's. um and normally they're fine. I don't care which screen it's on just cuz they don't have like like RPX or anything huge like that like of their own. RPX is what mm-hmm. Regal I think is that that's their thing. Um and so I just take like whatever screen and it's normally fine um but for this one when i was booking it i was like oh i need to do their like their super xl or whatever they the brand is that they use and um but like i think the projector was a little bit dim and i'm pretty sure i could see pixels um mm. which was a little bit like i mean it was beautiful still for for what it was but there was moments when i was like i feel like this is not also that nobody closed the door when it started and they, they don't have Ooh. the crooked hallways. It sounds like a jank. It's not, it's, it's relatively nice, but like the, the hallway is a straight <laughs> shot and the door was open. Yeah. So there's a square illumination on the bottom of the screen for the first like 30 minutes. And eventually I was like, I'm going to fix that. So I got up and I walked out and I closed the door and I, um, and I came back and it was better, but like I was a little bit disappointed that I was like, I was like hoping that someone would be like, Thank you, but like, I guess I'm the no only one that cares. <laughs> like, come back to applause, like, save the movie. <laughs> but...
1: No, but I mean, like, yeah, the place I saw it was pretty good. I mean, mm. um, yeah, but seeing that, 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 that Batman trailer, like, and yeah, that in was like that, that was it was just trailer. like, I mean, I saw, I mean, I was a little late getting in there because. You know i was watching the game and then paying for you know when I, mean, I was at buffalo wild wings like the next door and then and then all of a sudden like i walk yeah. in and i'm like i want another beer and i went over and of course there was like three guys in front of me at the little bar in the movie theater, yeah. and then of course took forever you know it's just like <laughs> it was like one of those because i'm one of those i'm like i like to see the previews i like to see the freaking trailers you know yeah. uh but of course so but as i was walking in they played the scream trailer and then right after that it was spider-man and then matrix and then the batman and oh,
0: like, oh. <laughs> now the, the the three that they played before my showing of doom um first off the eternals okay oh, yeah
1: eternals also
0: yeah but it's the first trailer it's not the last one they released it was the initial
1: it's that full-on official trailer like they it's like they don't they just keep on showing that one i never see any other one
0: and then also and this is what i just said on my show earlier i was like (laughs) seeing seeing the spider-man uh far from home trailer in imax it's 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 not uh daredevil (laughs) Cause you get to see <laughs> when he comes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've never been a proponent of like it is him, oh. but like, you see the you head, head? It,
1: oh, you're talking about, yeah, because the to he just wants yeah. more
0: of his head, and I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not Matt
1: Murdock yeah. right there in that scene, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's
0: yeah. Not. yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, seeing the Matrix though. You know what?
4: I, I miss the, like, online trailers are cool and everything, and it's cool to, like, Ooh. be online when they drop and, like, start talking about them right away, and, but, um, and it, I, I miss, and sometimes this still happens depending on the mix of, like, general audience and when you see a movie, uh, but, like, being able to gauge people's reactions to a trailer in the, the theater when it's happening and, like, like, the Batman trailer came up, and I, and I was like, oh, sweet. And it was awesome. And I kind of looked around to see if anybody was like, whoa, damn, that looks good. But, like, I'm pretty sure everyone had already seen it. So they were like, yeah, that was cool. but but was Yeah. Cool. I was like, when um, when, it, when it ended, I kind of was like – I,
1: I kind of, like, looked my – I was like, anybody – and nobody kind of went – I just – you just heard a, like, casual
4: conversation. I mean, I yeah. think I might have heard, like – Yeah. Because, like, back when we'll her trailers premiered on, um like, at, at in movies, yeah. A – people hadn't seen it before so you had a reaction even if it was like a hardcore mm. fan who was, who was like aware of it but like b a lot of people didn't even know these movies existed because yeah. you know the batman trailer drops and it trends on twitter and people are like oh there's a batman movie even if they don't watch it whereas mm. you used to get like you know 10 years ago this trailer might have dropped and people would have been like holy shit there's a new batman movie coming out yeah yeah um and yeah, yeah. Uh, um i don't know i just missed that that energy a little bit but regardless yeah. just being back in the, the uh, now I, this is the third or fourth fourth weekend in a row i've been to the movies now which it's been like even before covid it was like years before i or years since i've gone to like to the movie that many Mm -hmm. um that many weekends around it's been pretty pretty crowded so it's like a nice um nice return to like my people reality my my people aka we all sit next to each other and don't talk to each other when it's over but still i mean that's that is my (laughs) favorite don't talk to me don't look at me (laughs) right
1: yes (laughs) yeah so uh, Ken what was your uh, thoughts about what what oh, are your he he, thoughts about the Batman all overall I guess you could say
2: uh the trailer was action-packed it yeah. was mm-hmm. there was a lot of... I was
4: surprised by how much action <laughs> there, there was. was I was expecting lot. it to be slower yeah. after the first trailer
2: I think they showed a lot they showed a lot of the action part mm-hmm. they showed mm-hmm. a lot of the action part yeah
1: which is cool. Do you think think like, uh, I mean, we're kind of assuming that like, I mean, obviously when it comes to the trailer, you want to show a lot of that, but I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of parts where it's just, it's a lot of detective work, a lot of, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be action. 100% like that. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it can't be, and which I'm totally fine with. i want to see the detective noir, you know, version of this Batman. I want to hear the voiceover. I want to, uh, him just actually investigating stuff. It's like every time he goes out, doesn't mean he has to kick someone's ass, you know? He doesn't always have to do that, he can just go out and just
2: investigate mm-hmm. as well, you know? It has a very, um, seven David Fincher yep. feel. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I know that's that's exactly like you get that tone like right away, uh-huh. um, especially, especially in this trailer. It is
4: what? how atmospheric it is oh yeah like it's It's one of those the the, the way that we like talk about these movies i've been i've thought about a lot differently ever since scorsese started saying his stuff just because (laughs) like it's a i i I don't know everyone has a different opinion on that but i've always believed that he's trying to make a, a a people want to especially fans want to leverage it as like a a versus thing when really i think he's just trying to describe the elements of a movie that really resonate with him most and that's to him that is what quote-unquote cinema is and so you see stuff like that batman trailer or like watching dune and like the sound experience you get from that movie and just how yeah. like oppressive and like in a good way it's like a blanket of sound the entire there's something yes bass, and and zimmer is just like <laughs> blowing my face off and and the, the, what they do with dialogue and um in just like everything it's just like an auditory experience without you know greg Fraser's cinematography and um and not every movie not every movie is supposed to be like that but no. but also but and to me that's so definitive of like you know what it is and despite my screen issues i was like you know what i i went home and checked on HBO max and i was like i think this might be better screen quality than what i saw it on but like there's no way to replicate that that sound quality which arguably yeah. uh-huh. is even more important with this movie um and uh, yeah <laughs> so that was one of the things about like the batman that and seen dune and batman most recently brings me always brings me to like to uh like back to what Scorsese says he says like yeah this is like a a not a genre to itself but a, a a filmmaking quality that that not every movie tries to or is capable of achieving and i just i love um i love that we've got so much of that out now and coming out yeah, I mean,
1: like, even going back to, I mean, when Hugh Jackman earlier this week, like, posted, you know, it's been six years since the Logan trailer came out, and it's yeah. just like, that movie fucking changed things, too. I mean, I remember when that came out, and I was talking to a buddy about it, and I'm like, oh, there's going to be a shift change. I mean, sadly, it didn't really quite happen, because I was like, yeah, people are going to want more of this kind of stuff. They're going to want more of these CBMs, which I think we were wanting, mm-hmm. but yeah. didn't exactly get and then because i was mainly thinking like this is what this is something like snyder would have done you know snyder i mean it was it it, we he wants to make something like this when it comes to some of these characters like if he if he was going to take on wolverine he's like it's got to be rated r what are you talking about he's got to be we got to see him stab through someone's fucking chin into their (laughs) mouth you know we got (laughs) to see that we have to see that um and you know so when it, it just even going back to that it's just like man the, the fact that you can, yeah, we can have the popcorn stuff, Marvel, what they're doing. Yeah, that's, it's fun. And it's cool. And it's, but it, again, it's always seems like, what's the next thing? That's what I hate is like, what's the next thing? Like when I saw Venom, the, the theater lit up for the post, the mid credit more than anything else in that movie.
4: And I'm like, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. an exciting. It's an exciting thing. It's just it like in turn, like I was saying with like the, the, there's nothing special about, like, the cinematography or the score or anything going on there. Not that that's an mm-hmm. essential Needed. thing for every single second of, of movie ever played. But it was just funny to see people freak out like that when, like, the, the visual auditory experience of, like, what had been happening, you know, 15 minutes earlier was far more, like, compelling.
5: Right?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. All
1: right, we're gonna bring in one more person. We got Mr.
5: Ray Flatcast. What's up? What there? up, Ray? Good evening, gentlemen. How you What's doing? Going? I'm I'm all right. Uh, I have not seen it yet. I, I know, yet. I know. It's okay. You're not
1: alone. Ken hasn't seen it either. So we're. we're... <laughs> I, I I
5: I I will be viewing it tomorrow. I will. I've been I've been doing my catch up. So, uh, I watched. I finally watched Sicario last week, and Ooh. last night. Last night I watched Prisoners. Oh man! And was,
4: you, you was, say, was, everyone know, everyone knows what you're talking about. When you say, the way you say that is a is a very. Sp- last night I watched Prisoners, and it's like yeah, you're, yeah, not, yeah. you're not <laughs> describing the movie you watched. You're describing the experience you had last night. Where like, yeah, I remember the night I watched Prison. Not not I don't remember yeah. watching the movie. I remember the night I watched Prisoners.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I I was reminded of the reason I wasn't inclined to watch the movie when it first came out. Which is, I, I I have trouble with that subject matter. I do. Oh, yeah, I personally yeah, very do have a lot of issues. So it's like when that was all over the TV spots and the trailers, I'm like, okay, this cast is awesome. But I, I no, I don't want to, I don't want to try it. Yeah, and right. I didn't even, I didn't even know who Villeneuve was at the time. And so it became this thing where like later on, like after seeing Arrival in Blade Runner, it's like, okay, he did that too. And I was like, well, I guess I got to see it because everybody's talking about how great it is. And and one of the things that you said when
1: you said you saw Sicario, I mean, it was one of the things I kind of said in my first reaction is, one of the things that he does very well is shoot stuff in the dark to make it look like, like it's not, like you're kind of going like squinting, going, I can't, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Sicario was like a Big example of that where it's like when there's a lot of dark shots, he knew exactly what kind of color palette or what what he needed to do with the cinematographer to yes. achieve where you're not going. Because I remember watching certain movies and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? I don't even know. He, I saw that a little bit also, it, you know, well, not a little bit. But, you know, anytime that there was like a scene where they're literally out where there would not be really much light in a desert planet. You really, he really like captured where it's like, yeah, I know exactly what's happening. It still looks
4: beautiful, and I'm like, God damn, he just really knows how to shoot in the dark. Yeah, that was a big. That's uh, Wagner is is like that also, Mm. um, with, um, and that was a big. I remember that was a big after um, um, that Game of Thrones episode. Everyone was complaining about. And then the, the term dark cinematography, <laughs> I think that's when it, like, start, people started using it a lot more. Yeah. Um, and um, And it's fascinating how it, it's, like, almost an entirely different school. Because, like, the lighting, like, the, the I, my or at least my understanding is, like, the way that, like, the lighting and everything is set up is is so different. Because you can't, like, you can't have harsher light if you're lighting a dark scene like that. Because then you have, like, a, a... Um, it, it doesn't wash you, like you have to have a glow and you don't want to create shadows because creating shadows makes it look like it's, it's like more contrasty, whereas if there's just an yeah. absence of light there should also be kind of an absence of shadow mm-hmm. so to make it lit without shadow but also visible is like a weird combination of like sorcery that like um, oh, who's the guy that did Solo? I think he's good at that also um, oh, uh, um, uh, I'm not oh. sure
5: Man, I got to look that. I'm, I'm going to be um. mad when I see it, too, because I know I feel like I should know who it is. Um,
4: <laughs> Bradford.
5: Oh, but, is that what? Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, Ooh, but I mean, so
4: yeah. he did yeah, a ball. rival. Oh, ah, so like, well, there yeah, you go. That's why. So also, that's why it, that,
5: yeah. he, yes, I am mad. I should have known Bradford. Yeah, young. yeah,
1: yeah. Because, I mean, Jesus oh. Christ. I mean, that's one of the, I mean, uh, I mean, what Denny does really well is, like, those establishing shots where he's just showing, like, the location with the score i mean especially with arrival i mean arrival my god when you watch uh, like our, those
5: arrival yeah. was amazing for that sicario was phenomenal for that but, like, but yeah you're right like moon
1: is also very very phenomenal for that when you're like
5: let's show the location
1: let's let's show these wide shots with the score. Yeah. And then you got Hans Zimmer now doing the score
4: and it's like, yes. ah, I'm, 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 I'm of... not, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> the, the sense of scale that he has is very appropriate for Dune mm-hmm. um, in a way that's like, not just tonally, but like, it's kind of core to the world building in a way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yes. Because like, not really a spoiler, but like in the opening sequence, you get stuff like where if you've read the book, you, 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 see, you read the stuff and like, wow, that sounds massive, but like how, you know, you've got stuff like the ramp on a ship comes down and as it comes down and you like start to see the people for contrast, you're like, Oh, it's it's like watching um Gareth um Edwards, I think also has a very similar sense of scale where you'll you'll see something in a shot and you're like, Oh wow, this is
5: Oh, yes, a... uh Rogue One. Yeah, for, the, Death, um, the, the the Death Star and the the Star Destroyers in yeah. front of it. Yes, absolutely. Greg Fraser yes. again.
4: Um and but yes, yeah, so, like there's, there's this great. ramp there's this ramp coming down and um from a from a ship which we've seen in Star Wars and a million other things before, but as a ramp comes down, you're like, oh wait, that's not like the size of the Millennium Falcon. That's like the size of the Sears Tower, <laughs> uh, or you're not, the Willis Tower is now, or you know whatever is a, a skyscraper. Um, <laughs> and then you and then you're like, those people are tiny, and that's like a massive ramp. And then you're like, is that carpeted? Like, does do these fucking people have carpeted parking lot size ramps on there? Like, it's I, I don't know. It's that kind of like visual. There's so many things to look at to give you a sense of um, of context for scale. That's really cool, right? And
1: then you know, Craig Frazier also doing the Batman. So it's like, yeah, Jesus Christ, and and,
5: and and with you know, like, so it's and that's the other thing because we were talking about the you know because because it was Deacons that was with him on Blade and <laughs> Sica- Blade and Runner the- Sicario and Prisoners. Yeah, like so there's it. You know, one of the things that I've noticed there's there's one more that I gotta watch before I watch Dune, which is enemy. I'll watch that tomorrow. It'll it'll, it'll be a twofer because it'll be finally have seen. I that hope right you're now. not
1: arachnophobic.
5: I I am so it's probably okay so well up, yeah, so. <laughs> <Just brace yourself laughs> yeah. A
1: it's not every scene but there's like there's you know there's oh, okay, spider, so, that's yeah you know.
5: so so no joke like you know after I watched prisoners <laughs> late last night right and so Shonda uh, left for work this morning and for whatever reason, I don't know, I think she was like getting a coat or something because it's getting colder up here in the Midwest now. And like she had a plastic, one of her plastic totes just sitting next to the bed (laughs) and I didn't know she had put it there. And so it was just there. And I was like, yeah, I I, I totally opened it just, you know, to make certain there were no snakes in it. (laughs) I did. I did. I totally did that. Yep. So, but, but, uh, but no, Enemy will be, it'll be my first A24 movie because I still haven't seen any A24 movies. Wow. So I'll be like the first. Your list, your list. A20- so it is. Dude, seriously, yeah, it is like. man. It is. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. But I, I'm going to watch that and then watch Dune. But one of the things that I've noticed through Denny's movies is like, it's not just that he pairs himself with great DPs, it's also that. He, yeah, mean, the casting, yeah, oh, yeah, like so Half the battle is in his cat. Like, I didn't even, maybe I knew this, but like, I'm watching Prisoners and I'm like, uh, but, but, but Viola Davis, yeah, uh, d- d- yeah. D- d- Terrence Howard, <laughs> uh, d- like, I did it just, I'm like, okay, and and, and I mean, everybody is like and Maria Bello and like dismeltion and everybody and they're they're all just acting their ass off yeah i mean like the range of emotions and it's the same in blade runner it's the same in sicario sicario is probably my favorite benicio del toro role period oh yeah like like fan like, fan like, fan like, that. like that like that quickly and i've seen him in a ton of i've seen him in the way of the gun i've seen him in fear and loathing i've seen him in traffic and yeah. no his character in match sicario is by far my favorite but yeah that's you know, like half the battle.
0: The, the 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 dinner table scene in Sicario. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes. That, that's all and, you need to see.
5: And, and it was and it was dude. It, it was one of those cases where, like, <laughs> going into the scene, I'm like, this could go one of this could go a couple different ways. Yeah. And and when he said when he's like, finish your dinner, I was like, Ugh. what? I I was like, no. And then all then all of a sudden was just. Pop, 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 like... yeah and then and this is the other thing that villeneuve does he is not afraid to just be raw in front of you like as raw as possible i mean never mind the all the bodies that were walled up in that house at the beginning of the movie oh never Jesus mind Christ, that never thing mind my god right never mind the bodies that were hanging from the overpass when they went into juarez he's gonna give you it's like it literally was like, because you when you see him shoot, you just see him shoot, right? And then you mm. hear thuds, and you're like, oh, we're not going to see it. And he's like, no, you're going to see it. Shot. Dead <laughs> wife, dead kids. What? <laughs> this is just... <sighs> we lost oh, Ken. What happened? I don't
1: yeah. know. Oops. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know uh, what happened. We'll hopefully get him back, but uh, yeah. this is like Sicario. Yeah, he was like, nah, fuck <laughs> the name. He's like, ah, I don't care about that. I don't care for that guy. So right, we'll see if we'll get Ken back. We'll see. Um, no, but uh yeah, when it comes to uh, yeah, when it comes to Dune, you're you're definitely in for a visual treat as 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 you thought. I mean, I even like that uh the shot you posted that, Stephen, where like I mean it was literally like just a shot of uh you know Timothy Chalet's hand just in the sand and it's just you know, you see the you yeah. see how how the sausage was made when it comes to that. And it's just and then when you see the shot, I mean, it's like fucking one point six seconds when it happens, you know, and uh, but it's such a beautiful shot. And it, it it tells you a lot of because of what is happening with Paul during that time. Welcome back, sir.
2: <laughs> what happened, Ken? No, I went ahead and. Uh and registered an account so just, just so i can um chat with people here oh okay <clears throat> cool go for it
1: Yeah, my chat's pretty good they don't they don't get too rowdy you know
5: <laughs> they get rowdy with each other
1: but you know but they're 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 cool with it with everybody so yeah
5: Stephen, yeah, steven you were talking earlier like you you, you, had, you were saying like not a spoiler i'm in a weird place with this story in terms of like the words it's like i've read the book yeah and that, that's what we were kind of like we were well, kind of like i'm not really it, it, yeah it's 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 <laughs> that weird place where it's like I'm, I'm not worried about details just i'm just i'm more gonna watch it to see how the how this version is told yeah. right like mm-hmm. what is what does this version of the story look like because honestly i'm gonna be like it Fair or not, I'm going to be comparing it to all the stuff from 1984 and be like, oh well, okay, they they fix this. This is better. <laughs> That's here. You know that that type of. Right. I, I mean, I already like I. I Har disgusted me in 84 as he was supposed to, and I'm like, well, let's see how much worse he is in this movie. But yeah, so it's I don't know. It's it's just one of those weird things. I mean, for people who haven't like read the book or like yeah seen the lynch film it's like okay i get it but for me it's like then, you know, i whatever talk about story i i you know
1: yeah but, but I, that, Ken,
5: can have you read the book
1: no i have not okay so you're not really too familiar with the story too much huh
5: okay
2: not yeah not in that um story now
1: yeah i mean that, i mean that's the thing it's like a lot of people probably haven't and um you I know haven't. when you when you watch have you read the book anthony no Okay, see, so that's that's the same thing. I mean, and it's kind of funny, too, because when you watch it, uh, I think, you know, Stephen, we've talked about this a little bit, too, is, like, the fact is, like, when you've read the book, you kind of go, ooh, wait a minute. You know, sometimes that can be a little bit like, hey, well, wait a minute. Wasn't this supposed to go? There's supposed to be this part right here. I mean, there was, like, there was literally, like, a scene that I was actually waiting for that didn't happen, and I was like, oh, okay that's mm-hmm. fine yeah. you know so it was a little bit of a little disappointing but that was pretty much yeah. only thing that was like disappointing was the, the things that were kind of left out and some of the fleshing out of certain things that were happening with certain characters that they couldn't exactly take the time to really work in there like you could yeah. in a book or a miniseries
4: yeah adaptation uh, it's it's funny because it started off for me and i and I, I i loved it in in so many ways but it reminds me a lot of the lord of the rings where I was a huge lord of the rings fan before the movies and then i watched the movies and it was like so conflicting so it's like these are amazing movies but like there are things about the book that's not only just like missing but like things that are are different in ways that people who aren't familiar with the book don't seem to care about but that um um that um just seemed lesser or didn't didn't do it in the way that i would have would have appreciated and over time i've gotten to like be able to separate the two of those more. Um, and so, so I'm able to ap- approach this a little bit, kind of with that, with that context, but yeah, there were definitely, for me, it was weird because the, the book is so dense. There's always going to be stuff that's going to be left out, Yeah, but I was sitting there in the, in the intro and I was like, oh, wow, that's actually really smart the way that they're doing this. Cause there's so much world building and that first act gets a lot of that out of the way, but it's not in this like complex gibberish lore dump. Um, it's in like smart, um, it's in the cinematography, you know, it's in the sound design and it's Mm -hmm. in, you know, and it's in, you know, some dialogue and stuff that they added. But there was also stuff that was in that where I'm like, oh, wow, they just communicated this whole, instead of leaving that to be explained later, they just explained it up front. But then there was also stuff where I was like, oh, that whole slow burn storyline, they, I guess, aren't doing now because they just explained it at the beginning of the book instead of three quarters of the way through the book with a single line of dialogue so like that's not a mystery like now we know that about this character up until that point whereas in the yeah. book it would have been a reveal yeah. um which um which you know for the movie i guess it's it's fine for someone who knows that's that's happening i'm like well that that's quote unquote like spoiled not spoiled like a movie spoiler but like i'm not we are deprived yeah. of that twist or that reveal now because they just put it right out front in the movie um and so it's a weird like it's a phenomenal movie as an adaptation it's smart in so many ways but then there's areas where it's like "Mm, i'm not sure (laughs) i would have liked it more if they did it if they did it a different way just because of the way that i like the parts of the story that i connect with um so like that's like some more like kind of story criticisms but i mean as far as cinematography and sound and and even the story itself as presented if you don't think about it as an adaptation is like you know i thought was awesome. Yeah. And I, like, I, I think the first thing I tweeted was like, I really, I actually wish I hadn't read the book before it came out because, um, um, I think that reading the book after seeing the movie, you'd be, th- those things are all still exciting and engaging. Whereas, um, seeing the movie, having read the book for me, it was just this list of like, oh, I guess we're not going to get that as opposed to the reverse order would be like, oh, there's so much
0: more. Yeah. To me experience. Right. Yeah. I, I, I get you. I guess you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Yeah.
5: well and that's and that's the risk that you run when you watch an adaptation of something that you've read especially if it's something that you've read many times and i have not read dune many times i've only read it all the way through like once or twice and it was years ago but like i went through like i was terrified like I, i had this rule like when the harry potter movies were out and I had, a, I had friends that had, like, read all the books and loved all of it. And then they'd go yeah. in and they'd come out of, like, Goblet of Fire and be like, they screwed this up, they messed that up, da-da-da, yeah. and all this. And I was like, okay, well, my rule very <laughs> simply that. at that point was I will not read a single one of these books until I've seen all of the movies. I don't wish to judge any of these films based on, like, the yeah. original work. And then watchman comes out in 2009 and i'm stuck i'm like no i've read this book like a dozen times i'm screwed there's no way i can't avoid it but i came out of that movie like the one massive thing that they changed, I actually like. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. well, you know, and, okay and it's funny. No squid. Well, yeah. well, and you were talking about Dave. You were talking about how there's there was something that you were hoping to see in Dune that you didn't see. There was something I didn't think we were going to see in Watchmen that we ended up seeing, which was him going to Mars. I was completely convinced I was going to be cut out. Ah. I didn't think he was going to go to Mars at all. Mm. When he ends up there, I was like, oh, oh my god, wow. Okay, (laughs) it's one of the best scenes
4: too. I mean, that transition into all along the watchtower—the second that song kicks in—is like my favorite part of the movie. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I and that was and 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 that was the other thing because you know knowing that that's the title of that particular book, like knowing that that you know the the whole I think that was the title if I'm not mistaken. It was like issue eleven or twelve. And so when the song hit, there was that little that my brain immediately made the connection. I was like, yes, perfect. (laughs) totally works so that but that's one of that's so that's one of those cases where like it it really did work out at least for me i'm sure for somebody it didn't work out but like for me it totally worked out and like but it, it a lot of times you you just run that risk it's like uh, yeah you know like, it's how are they going to adapt it
1: yeah because you know i mean like one of my favorite movies is fight club and i saw the movie before i read the book and when i read the book i'm like. All right, this, there, obviously it goes, it fleshes out a lot more things, but it jumps also, it jumps a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point I was like, yeah, I'm actually glad I saw the movie first before I saw this, because I th- I feel like what they achieved when it came to the movie was like, they kind of went like, all right, we have this story. It's, you know, it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting story. Let's make it like this, as opposed to how, uh chuck wrote it here where it kind of just like bounces back and forth a lot of things and you know when i when i was reading i was like oh yeah i recognize this but holy shit they really take it into this direction or something like that or yeah, yeah. so i was actually happy at that so i i, I totally understand what you said Stephen. and it's like i'm reading it as i'm going that's what's kind of cool with me is like the fact that i'm like going along with it where i'm like all right i'm actually where part one and, ends it's funny because cool.
4: you're yeah you're at you're at like halfway through the book. And my thought was, I think for you, that's actually exciting to read the second half, because I think you'll actually might like the second half more than you would have without the movie. If you, if you had read, if, if you, um, because of the place that you're at, but also, um, if you haven't, if people haven't read the book yet and are, and are wondering if they should wait until after the hypothetical part two of the movie to read it. Um, I, who knows what's, what's happened in part two, but I actually feel like if you haven't read the book and you've seen part one, I think you're actually in a great place to read the book because the way they have it set up is very much like, okay, now that that's out of the way, here's all, here's all this stuff. And I think that you'll enjoy the book more um, and have all this extra stuff in there to appreciate, but also then you'll get to this halfway point And then I, I think this, we'll see. I mean, but I, for spoiler reasons. I think that the movie is going to be a lot more complementary. The second movie is going to be a lot more complimentary to the book because the the, the first movie really is in service. Like the, the movie is like an, or the book is like in two stories. It's not like a, I don't know there's kind of like a, a a big A plot and a big B plot, and at the halfway Ooh. point they kind of invert. So uh-huh. the A is now the focus and the B is in the focus. But the movie makes does that inversion from the beginning, and so the B plot. Oh, of the of the first half of the book is the a plot of the movie, um, and so assuming they keep it the a plot of the second movie, um, it's going to be a really smooth a really smooth transition, huh. um, and um, and
1: I think, I I, think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, too.
5: It, no, it I was, I no, I I know yeah. what you're talking about too. Having yeah. not seen it, I'm like, oh, okay, so 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 now going into it tomorrow, I'm going to be like, oh, because that it, I, it, I I finally, I, yeah. I wouldn't have been expecting it at that that soon right you know in terms yeah. of like what you, I know what you're talking about
4: oh yeah yeah It sounds like you probably cut on to that and what my and that's probably my own only not only but like my biggest gripe that sums up all my my thoughts about the way that they that they adapted it is because they inverted that plot they ended up ending the movie at a place that I think would have been a logical kind of breaking point if the a plot of the book was the a plot of the movie um But but because they end it there and that's not the focus of the of the movie, it feels like a little bit like a smaller climax than it would have been. Well, meanwhile, in the book, if you just go a couple chapters more, there is another spot that would have been a way more thematically resonant um, and like WTF cliffhanger, like Matrix Reloaded style cliffhanger. Mm. Um, way to end yeah. this movie that I'm like, oh, I wonder why they didn't do that. It would have been longer, but I think they could have accommodated for it. Or you know what? I wouldn't mind if this was a three-hour movie. It's that kind of scale that I think would make sense. So oh, I
5: think I know what he means there, Anyway, Clay. I'll
4: try to stop talking about it being vague about it. the A-plot and the B-plot, and you subvert the, the A-plot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The minor character arc. I'm like a math teacher right yeah. now. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Anyways,
1: Anthony, you got to take off?
0: Yeah, Got to bounce. All
1: right. I appreciate you All stopping right, by. Right. Hey. We'll see, see ya. ya. Make sure you're subscribed, ACS, Twitter, all <laughs> that right there. I'm doing Yeah, it I'll take you. it easy. All right, man. See ya. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, when it comes to uh, when it comes to when they when they take these books that have been around forever and now and it's funny too because one of the things I mentioned in my review is like they are trying to market it, it as like, ah, oh, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, like the next that, the next that, and I'm like, yeah, you could kind of hurt it a little bit like that because if people are going in thinking it's the next Star Wars, they might walk out going, that wasn't like fucking
5: Star Wars. I, 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 I actually, that. I think I've gotten to the point where I, I, I kind of hate that comparison. Yeah, I yeah. Well, why, why do studios do that?
4: And why do they do that? Jesus Christ! Why oh, I got Actually, and I'm, I'm convinced that. Um, the entire will there be a part two dra- that's why i said hypothetically part two i'm, I'm like 99 sure a part two is coming yeah. at this point and i'm pretty convinced that all the will there will there not be a part two drama was just gaslighting um as well an, i mean if, if, you're put that in the, <laughs> if you're gonna put that in the title like the opening
1: title it's, it literally goes dune part one yeah like you wouldn't put that in there if you were like. Well, let's but, just. see Oh, they very much allowed
4: that. or encouraged that. Okay. The will yeah. there be a part to um, uh, hand wringing in order to be like you better see this movie or we won't make another one. Like, well, and, when, like they, you know,
5: well, and, and I think because I remember months ago, like you know, we had the conversation in terms of like how, like, what would give this movie like the maximum amount of like success? You know, whether you know it was a theatrical release versus a streaming release and i mean if you look at what it's been doing internationally over the last month or so it, it it's actually gone further than i would have thought even before the pandemic hit
4: i think in a in a way and who knows i mean it's it's a good movie and the and the marketing looks amazing and um and so so i don't know how, how accurate this is but like looking at how blade runner did was kind of the biggest like oh what's going to happen here um in a, in a a um in a weird way that it's possible the pandemic actually helped this movie in a way it's almost like what nolan was trying to do with tenet except at the right time where people are so ready for that big thematic experience that dune is like here like there's so many people because there's been some big movies that are coming out but i'm seeing so many people on the timeline saying oh my first time back in the theater after the pandemic it's because this is like the the like rebaptism or something yeah. into into cinema Um, and, uh, and so in a, maybe, maybe probably would have done well, even, even outside the pandemic, but I I feel like the pandemic gave it a, an interesting boost kind of in that way of people who like, wouldn't have been itching for that. Like I've got to get out to theaters and would have been maybe just like checked it out on HBO max or whatever. Um, if, um, if it weren't for, for that, um, for that complication, I don't know
1: yeah it is interesting and we're probably still going to get that even next year too like when people go see the Batman they're going to be like hey it's my first time back since it's
4: like yeah. holy shit really well, like, you know yeah. they're going to use that as long as they possibly can to yeah be like don't you miss theaters Not <laughs> come back to theaters <laughs> oh, yeah. until like it's yeah. 2023 and we're going to be like man I've been back in theaters since 2021 the, I don't, the, the, gotta... <laughs>
5: the Nicole Kidman will do like the gla- the, the glamorous I, I just feel like she she it was like a, a, a glamorous Sarah McLachlan ad except it's, it's for the, for theaters instead of dogs right just like come back yeah, come so. back to the theater right and it says she's probably going to do like five more of those like in the I, next you know
1: i I hate, I hate those commercials so much because it's like they want like the, the they're trying to capture the most like worst conditions and i'm just like okay put the camera down and help that dog he's shivering put a blanket on i like i hate that but they're like camera in the face go mm-hmm. i hate those commercials even like yeah. with the kids and stuff too it's like the kid's crying you have a camera in his face what are you doing
5: because because it's all it's all marketing and that's why they got this that's why they yeah. put the music in there too they they want to <laughs> they want to tug at the heartstrings and uh, yes. you know get all that going and that's and, that, and that it's was, just, but it's the same thing with this it's like all oh, the the glamour and the glitz and don't you don't you love it I, mean, I love, love the atmosphere and like all the
4: who we were like a bottle of wine in or whatever and that and that ad came up and it was like ruined the whole night because she was crying like <laughs> yeah oh. <it's> <laughs> it can ruin a night it can yeah ruin a night. it was like yeah the, the puppies and it's like I, that's they made it to do that like that's i i not that the puppies aren't sad but like they are trying to get that reaction out of you can't you like resist the manipulation <laughs> To do it. To take right.
5: her wallet away. No, yeah. like, <laughs> no. oh, so you went
4: out. okay. I, I yeah, have, no, no, I'm in support of that. Just not drunk. Just not when you were R- young, no, it's, you were sad yeah, when not sure. when you, uh, you have. Something no, you to don't wanna, the next you, Day,
5: you, yeah. you, right? You, you wake up the next day, you've emptied your whole bank account on Sir McLaughlin. Yeah, then all <laughs> of a sudden no, you it,
1: adopted it. like seven puppies. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> right, that's no. not good. What was the uh, What was the last movie you saw in the theaters, Ken? Uh,
2: shoot. Let me think i can't say oh Oh, okay okay
1: i love it i love it Hmm. what was the last movie
4: you can say you saw in theaters
2: um i don't even remember damn yeah this was pre-covid so i don't remember i think the last thing i saw pre-covid
5: was um the way back same here athletic. yep the way yep. back was the last pre- that was that, I saw. Was, that but, was
1: the last one I saw too because it was like
5: to, it was like two weeks before everything started shutting down
1: yeah it was like that and that then, that I, the I, then I had I drove to San Diego to see Tenet. <laughs> Jesus Christ <It's> an hour <laughs> and a half drive just to freaking mm. go watch a movie in IMAx it was great you know and my brother I just told my brother I was like hey you want to go see this movie we're gonna have to drive to San Diego so I I was- what's that
2: I think I think it was Tenet.
1: That was the last one you Private saw character. that you could talk about.
2: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but oh man, the most, the most recent one I, I can't
1: yeah. Okay, so hmm. I'm I'm kind of wondering, did it have to do with a certain figure that's on my chest right now? <laughs> did you see that movie? I'm kind of wondering. We're we're sitting here talking about the Batman, and Ken you're might, making, like, he, might know what the <laughs> he might already know what the fuck he might already know what the
4: Seen the movie?
1: Where's he doing? I don't know.
4: If it was, he can't say.
1: No, yeah, I know. That's the, the that so, that's the thing. No, that's the thing, and I'm like, that's why I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just taunting. I'm not trying to get anything out of you. How like great was
4: Robert Pattinson? I do, I
2: do love your shirt, though.
4: No.
5: Yeah,
1: I, I mean, do.
4: Yeah, that symbol is awesome.
5: I know. I, I always love loved the uh I, the Thomas Wayne, the uh, Flashpoint Batman. See, and and that, that was like, hey, I was my thing. So I was so I was gonna be like, okay, which, which which Batman movie from next year are you talking about? That he might have, that he might have seen. Oh yeah, no, because we're gonna get to or or or, or, okay, so like, all right, I I get to ask this question because the, you know, like, I think they're like the, I don't know, it wasn't an official account, but like, where did Leslie Grace say that Batgirl definitively is coming out next year?
1: I don't. She didn't say it at DC Fandom. She did not.
3: No, she
5: didn't say it at Fandom, but like, apparently, like people, like. The people are running with this like it's going to be a 2022 movie, and I'm like, how? And I mean, I can see if
1: they're if they if they're starting to film very soon, and if it's not going to be like this big gargantuan movie, obviously I don't think it is. It's a back row movie. It's going to be very small and contained. I could see it being out next November, or like, well, but then Flash is coming out next November. Right, I don't see it.
5: Right and yeah. so like that was and so that was was conflict there yeah well well cuz like cuz that's the conversation right like the whole like which batman is it right All that right, whole yeah, conversation so, and so um, like f- go ahead did you find
1: something steven
4: i did oh so she doesn't no no she does um ellie um ellie the ellie magazine uh, okay um,
5: oh okay yeah or okay. l i don't know what um yeah they did like a bunch of spreads last week. All was on one of them. And then like, there was a couple of others for uh, where yeah. the
4: quotation marks start. And,
1: and yeah. I mean, I love the fact that she just gave more Joss Whedon stuff. Ken, yeah. have you heard anything about like, like working with Warner brothers? Did you hear anything about Joss Whedon? I mean, I've always wondered that when people who work in the industry, it's like, oh. is there, is, it almost seems like people that have worked, and they might have a Joss Whedon
2: story or something like that.
1: Did you ever hear anything about that guy?
2: Uh, no. Oh, uh, well, it's because you know I wasn't. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah. I wasn't in production at all, or or anywhere near that. I was, you know, oddly enough, in the finance department as an EA, but but, but no,
1: nothing ever. True. I do remember um,
2: when was that? When I did went to a screening of Justice League um it was one of those screening where you you know you don't know what you're gonna be watching oh okay but as soon as um (laughs) as soon as uh jeff johns um sat in front of me i'm like okay i think i know what we're watching and then when the (laughs) when the lights went out i saw josh whedon that in front of me, I'm like, okay, I think I know exactly what we're going to be watching. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the only time I've encountered somewhat. Yeah. Joss yeah. Sweden.
5: Okay, yeah, so 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 you have a Joss Whedon. That, that's your Joss
2: Whedon story, yeah. <laughs> kind
5: of. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay,
2: but I didn't yeah. meet um, Jeff Johns a couple times in the lot, um, um in doing employee functions and stuff like that. So, but yeah How um, was he? Nice. cool i just wanted yeah. to i just wanted to introduce myself i went up to him shook his hands wanted to introduce because you know i like his um comic books just let him know i was a reader that's about it and just left
1: yeah and that's one thing that i've always mentioned too it's like hey you know like yeah i get it you know hear stuff about that guy now but it's like i still have so i have you know i have flashpoint right there i mean i'm i'm not gonna just be like i'm gonna burn it i'm not gonna like you know set it on fire out in the parking lot because yeah
5: guys at Squadcast media they gave me the aquaman omnibus for my birthday a couple years ago yeah and i read that whole thing in one shot it was was a fantastic story i totally see where where the movie came from (laughs) completely um, but, but, at, yeah, but at the
1: same time, I'm like, yeah. It just seems like when it comes to live action, I'm going, all right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like he does very well. I mean, because I mean, I remember even watching uh, the season premiere of Titans, and I went, oh my god, this dialogue. And then <laughs> when when that when it ended, it goes written by Jeff Johns and I don't know who else. And I went, oh. Uh, and I even made a joke about that in my my review of it because the dialogue is just so
5: bad. It, it, you, you can't always cross mediums, right? Yeah. You, 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 might, you might be great. You can be great on the page. Doesn't mean you're great on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> or vice think, versa.
2: You're yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's a better in comic books than... Yep. than um, and I think
4: that that's something about his his TV writing that I think tends to be the the thing that sticks out the most because it, it all seems very um like on a rail in a way that I think works more with comic panels because you don't have to explain because in comic panels you only show like the highlights and so someone says A then someone says B and you don't like you just you fill in the margins yourself like literally there's margins and you're like oh okay so we got from here to here you know and whereas if you watch like the TV writing especially on something like Titans what frustrates me is stuff just kind of happens in the same way and you're like but no this is like you can't just make that happen without like giving it some some explanation or, or justification um, and, um, and it feels very much like they like a comic book script is is being used for for TV um which I, thought I was going to say earlier is really fascinating that – because you brought up Fincher. I think Fincher's um, Fight Club is a great example of um, – and ironically because um, uh, Polaniak's book also, they both very much have an understanding of the medium mm-hmm. where Polaniak's book is written in a way that doesn't work. Out, you can't adapt the book the way it's written no, um, you cannot, and, um, but Fincher so tells the same story in a way that I think is very true to the spirit of the book and shows a grasp of understanding of the book um, but in a way that um, only works in a movie um, in the same way that like uh, I, you know you can put a few movies in that category you've got you got Fight Club um, I think that um, uh, there was one other one I think we were, we were talking about that was um, but I was going to say that I think Dune is in that same category of regardless of like my gripes with it, I think that um, uh, Villeneuve has a demonstrates a grasp of the medium that is that is fascinating where he knows this is he's not adapting a book to a script to the screen It's not like oh this is I'm translating it it's literally a it's a it's a different language it's not just a word for word. Like, you know, if you take, like, one language and you, and you run it, like, through Google Translate, it's different than if somebody reads it and then repeats it to you contextually in that language. Like, Squid Game subtitles were a big point about that. I feel like, it's kind of, like, a different experience if you're reading the, the literal translation versus the, like, adapted translation. <laughs> um, and, um, oh, Watchmen. Watchmen is like that, too, where it's, like, it's a – the story is told – um in the way that suits the medium as opposed to being concerned about um um and i don't want to say well being concerned about being true to the book but it's uh, i don't know there there are different tools and they know how to use those tools lighting sound uh camera angles motion um acting etc to do things that you couldn't do in text and vice versa yeah, even going back to to Dune, I was wondering how
1: they were going to achieve. Uh, I mean, this is not even spoiler, but the voice. I was like, how are they going to? How is he going <clears> to <throat> represent that? And for you know, for you, Ray, you, you know what I'm talked about when it comes to the voice and the way that he does it. It's creepy and it's awesome the <laughs> way that he does it. I like it was just. I was going like, OK, like how are they going to represent this part of this story when it comes to um, Paul and Jessica? And I went, all right, let's see what how they do it. I mean, obviously, it's like it, it's like their version of eh, almost like a Jedi mind trick kind of thing. You know, it right. very much is. But it's not just waving your hand. The way that they do it in the movie i'm like oh okay with
4: sound and with it's obviously mainly it's with kind count. of a reimagining too because they yeah. do a literal trend like the way they do it in the book is super cool because the concept is if you truly know somebody or truly understand the core of their being then you should be able to shape your tone and your volume and your inflection and your word choice into a combination that they cannot decline because it is so true to the core of their being basically it's not even like magic or anything it's just you know them and so you know what they need to hear in order to get a reaction out of them um and the move you know obviously like there's a i think a literal translation of that would be um probably silly in a movie and so they go for something a little bit um conceptual that i think yeah it pays off in a in a in a big way like they show like more like what the person may be hearing as opposed to Yes. Um, what it actually looks like.
5: Yeah, to to a to a slightly lesser extent. What that's one of the one of the things that I really am looking forward to experiencing is the tech, the, the technology itself. Oh my god! Right. The tech. Oh, Be, yeah. Well, because it, 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 and that was one of the things. And I remember I was talking with Tim about this years ago. Like, because we were talking about like, you know, the, what you read in the book and like how things are described in the book. And then there's like the 1984 version of it, and the first thing that you think is, yeah, you did you, you, this, you, this too sting, early. You, sting
1: you, all freaking baby oiled up in a well, well, and a
5: well, well, you know, and and like when you know, like the the the, the shielding, yeah. like the shields, and like the, yeah. the the combat and stuff like that, and it's like, no, this is, this is too early. You, you you're not, you, I, I I will never forget. like I forget it was Rami or somebody, whoever it was, it said like they didn't want to make a Spider-Man movie until they were able to actually do him properly visually. And so it was literally a case of, okay, can we do this? Can we make him look like this in live action? No, not in the eighties. No, not in the nineties uh, Two two 2002. Okay, cool. We can do it. And it has gotten better since like progressively in terms of how to make him look. But it's like with this, it's like, okay, you know, I saw the 84 version of it. All right. And I and I never saw the 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 sci-fi. I never saw the sci-fi miniseries. I never saw that version, so I can't speak to that one. Oh yeah, but I always it's about that. I always forget yeah. that. Yeah, but it's 2021 now, so I'm like, yeah, we we've seen a lot. I trust that you can, but I but I'm still curious to see what it looks like and like how he does it, especially the way that I know he shoots these things. And it's yeah. like, and and, and yep. like you like you were saying with the voice, like. The, the the concept of it and how and like just their idea like they reimagining their idea like okay we know how what this looks like on the page how are we going to make it translate to the screen and i'm just that is probably one of the more keen one of the more things and the bigger things that i'm keen on seeing when i watch it finally tomorrow is like how all of that looks and yeah. how all of it is adapted and just gonna be like okay that's uh, so that's how they all right so that's how they did you know, uh, I mean, just, I will say
1: you, when, when you're talking about the tech, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's pretty seamless. Like, you almost just go like, "Oh man, did they actually build this stuff?" I mean, it, it, what is actually, you know, CGI and what is not? I mean, it's pretty seamless. And oh, I'm not
5: worried about yeah, that that's, yeah, you're not, not, you're not going to be yeah, at all.
1: Everything no. is just so just everything just. Yeah, nothing really just, like, stands out of, like, oh, they're behind a green screen right there. Yeah. Oh, they're, you know, this is... No, I... This is totally, well, like, I mean,
5: everything is so... Uh, well, like what you were talking earlier about, you know, how he knows how to manipulate color and light. Yeah. Like, that's totally half the battle with visual effects, is once you know how to manipulate those key elements, those elemental things, you can... Your, your, your sandbox, as far as visual effects, yeah. is, is expanded massively.
1: And that's something that Zach does, too, is, you know, I remember, like, very very I think it was Mr. Chris Dawson who mentioned it, is the fact that, you know, sometimes when there's, like, a visual effect, something that's happening, explosions, whatever, lightning bolt, whatever, it's like sometimes, I guess, when they're actually filming it, they won't actually have that light effect, and they'll have to create that in post, but Zach always is like, we have to have this light effect like you know actually in the photography so it actually makes a lot of things pop so when you actually put that cgi in it doesn't look super fake or whatever the hell you know and i think some 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 movies suffer from that is the fact that they do that but we i mean you watch like behind the scenes Zach. even like when the flash like shows up they literally have like flashing lights that just like indicate that he just showed up so we got to get this light reflection off of like off of every of the shot pretty much and it makes it pop it makes it look better so and i think denny does that a lot of filmmakers do that but some of them you know in I, the marble universe oh, i i i why
5: well, I, I think the i think the auteurs <laughs> do that and that's what yeah. you know like like like, like
2: you bring you a picture or... <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: <laughs> but
2: uh i i'm it, in that look. side now
5: yeah. look, look, look i i listen I, <laughs> j- just just for just for the sake of chaos just to be just to be an agent of chaos i so want i still want him to do the x-men movie well you want want Denny to do no i want zach to do the x-men okay yeah yeah i mean that would be that would be pretty sweet just for the sake of chaos because yes it would be an amazing movie but just to i I just want to see twitter blow up I want to see it explode and I set that, on uh, fire. Some
1: people want to see
4: the world burn. Not, not to take credit away from like Zach or Denny or, or whoever. Cause I mean, they are, they're the director and it's like, ultimately it's their, you know, their vision or their, their process. But with stuff like we're talking about, like lighting, complementing visual effects. Um, something that I think is really fascinating about that is a lot of it comes down to just planning. And like, you talk to like visual effects people and they'll say like, what's the most important thing in visual effects it's not. It's not VFX. It's it's shot composition, planning. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, it's and the VFX
1: artists are like on the set, like pre-production. They're looking. Yes. They're at the locations. They're yeah. looking at everything. And absolutely.
4: It's, so it's not like Zach. I mean, and he, he 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 knows a lot of these things and, and is good at it. But it's not that he looks at it and says, "We need to have a light here and we need to have a light there." It's that he has it planned out enough ahead of time so that he sits down with. His VFX supervisor, you know DJ, which Mr. is usually Gargan guys he's worked with like crazy, yeah, yeah. Um, And DJ and, Brian and uh, and Damon Damon Caro and you know yeah. whoever whoever he's working with on set to make these things, and he's and he says, okay, so we're gonna do this. There's gonna be a car flips there. There's an explosion there, and then they'll like like haggle over it basically, where DJ will be like, well, no, I know we can do a good job on that car and then damon will say like well you know what we can flip that car practically on set And like okay well so let's do the car on set and Dam and you know and they'll and they'll like negotiate out like who has who can do which side of things and that way because I, uh, and then I, i've talked to um uh another one of his vfx supervisors uh, tim rigby concepted the whole batman um the the chase scene. if you heard our interview with him on uh on bvs by the minute drink Drink. Um, <laughs> cheers and um and he said that he's worked with um with other directors as like a, a, a stunt coordinator where they'll just kind of give you a list and be like here you go that's that's that whereas zach will work with you to like plan this whole thing out instead of just be like oh the stunt guy is gonna figure it out and that and you hear like the the fix it in post joke whereas like the the batman um v superman crew shirts for the vfx team said fix it in pre um, <laughs> that's right where, yeah where it's like, like, yeah, like vfx is so much easier when and so so i think it's it's a matter of of not just having a, a rapport with your team but like relying on your team and working with your team um and that's what a, a good director you know they call they call it a vision but these guys all have a a team of collaborators that they trust and let do these things and give them these responsibilities not like delegate and just like shove it off onto them but actually work with them to, to concept everything and so that way you make sure you have the best of practical is happening and the best of VFX is happening and it's marrying instead of just sending the VFX team footage and being like yeah stick a dude in the background on that one and it, well, add yeah, some fire and we'll be good
5: because like, well, when I went to when I was in film school many years ago uh <laughs> fix it in post was like the thing to avoid like yeah. that's what that's how we were taught it was like no like we're not that that, that never say that. Like we were told, like don't say that. Like get it right. Yeah. Like on set. Like when you actually well, I would shoot it. Ideally,
4: it's... nobody would use that as a plan. Yeah, I well, just if, imagine I, I, but, come but, up often but, enough
5: on set where it's like, oh, I,
4: I guess we don't really have a choice now. Because I,
5: of... I I, I kind of feel like though, even if it's not said or diagrammed, I feel like there are a lot of movies that do do use it as a plan. Yeah,
4: or well, you and... you you might see this as a. I, I don't know, maybe you you might see the value in this because you you recognize the the value of the production model. Um, but like what I thought I think is really cool about Marvel, regardless of what you think about the films, I think their process is fascinating. And the way um, who was it? Um, the Dr. Strange writer Cargill, um, said that they get plate shots of every single scene um, mm, yes. so that when they do reshoots, they've got exactly what they need. Um, it's like they do like mol- like two takes of everything like in front of the, the, the background and then like in front of a blue screen and then they'll get like the scene itself and that way they have all the puzzle pieces so that like they, they kind of like if you're going to fix it in post give yourself the tools you need to fix it in post and, well, and Marvel true. has these puzzle pieces that they can assemble after the fact and whether or not that's like if you prefer the like Swiss watch of Zack Snyder planning out ahead of time the fact of the matter is when you run into a Justice League situation it goes to shit because you just don't have what you need whereas Marvel is like oh yeah you know what we got two versions of that scene in front of blue screen outside and we'll just mix and match and and they can create you know end game you see the shots and you're like wait Captain America wasn't even wearing a helmet there and he's wearing a helmet and they CGI on on his helmet it's like yeah they can do that because they I guess, and you could call that fixing it in pre because they shoot it in a way that mm-hmm. allows them to make the changes they need to later on. Um, and from a production line standpoint, that's like, you know, a Ford level innovation, I think, in the way. And the, the same thing with the volume, and, you know, it's, it's all that kind of stuff where Ooh. if you use well, the tools it's... correctly, you can do so much more. And so I think that's kind of two different. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, though, you can't get to post without having made those considerations and then pull a rabbit out right. of
5: the hat. Well, yeah. right. And, and I, I mean, when, when you decide on whatever, at whatever point that you're going to do by, by the time this year is over, they'll have made 27 movies in 13 years. Okay. Like <laughs> when you've decided that that's your plan, you, you, you have, you necessity is the mother of invention. You yeah. can't, and that's the difference between like what they do and like what Zach does. Zach is like one movie at a time. Right, and even if he had like you know a plan for what the movies were going to be, it was still going to be one movie at a time. There was never an assembly line idea where it was like, okay, and this this many movies in this amount of time. Where in Marvel's case, it's like, okay, no, we we yeah. need if we're gonna do three or four of these a year, we got to keep it rolling. We got to have funny a funny way. They're process. they're both
4: products of George Lucas, but in, huh. in a but in a split, <laughs> they both took like a different um a different characteristic of what lucas did because lucas would um would, would get these things planned out in a way that that would work a certain way but then like on the prequels he had he didn't just do reshoots he had ongoing reshoots where he just never closed the studio down and he would just have people come in and and they just had like a wall of costumes and costumers and makeup and and blue screens and he would just be like oh i want to add an alien here and an alien and like i know people like dog on the prequels but the 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 understanding of what truly happened there to like oh you're mad that that character looks too cgi you're, you 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 didn't you missed the fact that like all this other stuff is going on in the scene that you didn't even notice that's just like 100 digitally fabricated or like you'll see actors will be like i i we didn't even shoot that scene i don't know where he got that dialogue for me i don't know i never i never interacted with this person on set and we're having an emotional exchange here um and and it's because um, honestly, I think it's because he the the whole Marsha Lucas saved Star Wars thing I think burned, um, burned George enough that he was like I will never again enter post production without every single angle of every single shot and ongoing reshoots to construct whatever I need to after the fact um, to avoid uh, avoid her stealing my thunder again. Um, <laughs> but but it's funny because that's that's like very much I think influenced like how Marvel now go, goes about things. Whereas then Zack Snyder is very much the, um, like, like 300 is, is, is the first major iteration on that. The, yeah. um, the blue screens and, and so much and part and, temp- and partial set and all that stuff. So it's really yeah. cool to see how there's these little, like, well, then even you're talking about like splintering off of like filmmaking schools and then you even look at 300 and then you've got like all the John wick and all those teams come out of the people that collaborated on that. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, it's always so cool to see how you have all these different types of movie making and people making movies and how they all thread back into like you know you can tra- the, it, trace it back th- to George Lucas or whoever th- that like three hundred
5: and the Matrix for the John Wick guys definitely yeah like those exactly. like well that. I guess
4: three hundred I guess would be a a product of the Matrix the Matrix was first but yeah it's all like yeah, right so cool but it's
5: it's it you know it, but we, we well now we're at a point where they're directing and oh, like right. it's they they are you know they're at the forefront you know it's like it what if i i still i still blow people's minds when i tell them um yeah the dude that harley the dude that harley broke his legs in the club yeah that's totally um dude that john wick like suffocated in the first movie who was also an agent in the matrix reloaded oh and he trained bob odenkirk for nobody yeah Yeah. daniel daniel bernhardt and they're yeah. like, what? Okay. I was like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's been in a lot of stuff. I always like, you always see him like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, <laughs> he is. Yes. That guy. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. I always say like, he's like uh, one of those that guys. Like, that yeah. Guy. That guy. I can't remember his name right now, but I know that guy. He was in this, this, and this. And sure enough, yeah. Yeah. He's been all over. Yeah. By the way, nobody. Did you guys all see that? Still I haven't still seen
5: it. still to see it. Still haven't seen it. Ken, I see it. did you see uh, it? Uh, didn't see it. Uh,
1: you saw it? No, no, no. Oh man, you guys gotta watch that. So great.
5: No, why? You know, I, I just saw put it on your uh, list. Are they uh, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, Hemsworth is training now for yeah, what the was extraction. Up with that? What what's up
1: with that? Okay, so he's training to be what bigger than he was in Thor. I don't, I mean, like, dude, we saw it, the image of him in Thor, and he was guy gargantuan. Like, well, you, well, you saw the
5: first extraction, right? It's not yeah. his size. I mean, yeah. extraction—he's really
4: not, not wiry because he's still bulked up. But I mean, he's way like Thor Ring. is like is like pure bulk, whereas extraction yeah. is very much more like of a practical. Yeah, he's got how he's got to move.
5: He's got to move fast. how to move so fast
1: if you can't even fucking like you know? It's like <laughs> right. come on,
5: dude. I mean, like we saw
1: that Thor shot where he was literally just like, and it was like, all right, but then there was like people saying that he was going to be bigger than he i'm like he's bulking up i'm like i don't think he's bulking up it's, it's, well, he I was mean, using he, he was actually using like cables and i'm like going i think he's leaning out to be honest probably. he's not bulking yeah. up he's well, leaning out because you see can't like be he's a that kind out.
5: of soldier and be all you know but he wasn't that size in the first one no like, he wasn't he was not the worst and it's supposed to be a continuation right right yeah I don't
4: know. but i think people people said that stuff takes off from like he'll post a photo and they'll be like oh wow he's gonna be even bigger and it's like just because he's working out doesn't mean he's gonna be bigger no. Is he, he's no. gonna
1: be he's gonna be leaner he's going for lean because he wasn't lifting like full-on free weights he was doing cables and i'm like that's right. what you do when you're leaning out yeah. and i'm like yeah when i saw that i was like why are people saying that i mean he, there's no he was he was probably at his peak of of how huge he can get. Uh, he's going to be in Thor love and thunder. Yeah. There's well, no way that it's like, you, you can't just bring that into a, a, into this series right here. I'm like, nah, I, I, he's totally leaning out.
0: I, I I did
5: the, I did like the, 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 the male, like self pitying thing one day. And um, <laughs> I, 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 I went on YouTube and I went down the rabbit hole of like training videos for yeah. actors and cut. Like I watch, I watched Cavill's video, which was a mistake. Um, I watched Chris Pratt's video, double mistake. Um, I, I, and <laughs> then I, I, the I, 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 Chris I, Pratt, <laughs> though, he was like a big old fat
1: kid, you know. I, mean, I he know was like, he was he was a chubby dude at one dude, point, you know. I will look at him in part. Day.
4: I mean, if you're if you've got that much bulk on you that's not muscle, and then you're paid millions of dollars to turn that into muscle, that's like easier than if you're like a scrawny guy. That's it like, is like he was he was like perfectly primed to do that, where he had the bulk to, to. He had the shoulders. He had the face. He got hired it, for, for a movie. It, it's still
5: it. crazy just seeing like Parks and Rec Chris Pratt yeah. compared oh, yeah. to Star Lord Chris Pratt, and realizing there's only a couple years in between that. This is not fair.
4: Well, then didn't they explain <laughs> that in Parks Parks and Rec? Like he was just like, oh yeah, I started lifting, and like that was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> that was part of the story,
5: right? Right. Yeah. And then the flipping Momoa, it's like. He still drinks, and he still drinks beer and climbs trees. I'm like, shut up!
1: <laughs> ah. But you know what's funny about that behind the scenes featurette that they showed with uh, Aquaman, and I, uh, it's like what you, you, there was like a shot where he was like watching like the screen, and he was shirtless, and he wasn't like, it wasn't like he was like, you know. Maybe because he just wasn't flexing, and maybe he just had a Guinness at
4: that point, and he was just. Oh, like, and also yeah. he wasn't—he hadn't been dehydrated for a week, and right there it is immediately before there. Immediately. Is. Right. exactly. And you get, yeah. you get dehydrated, you. you get oiled up, right. and you pump right before the scene, and you have yes. the right lighting. Man, totally. you're going to look way bigger than you exactly. are.
5: Exactly. Well, but well, like, and, when
1: he's watching the screens, he just looks like Momoa when they talk. Remember when we saw him on the beach and they're like, look at Momoa I was, and his I dad was, body. Fuck you.
5: Right. I was totally body. like, with, with the day that happened. I, I yeah. tweeted. I was like, uh yeah, that's I, not, I, can I can I have that dad bod? Yeah, I'll take that dad bod right now. But I mean like yeah
1: you 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 get in this shape but anytime you're gonna have your glamour shot we've talked about this is like 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 what Hugh Jackman did it's like yeah dehydrate you're gonna you have that day where you're gonna be shirtless and it's like yeah you're gonna get to that point I mean we've even seen shots of Momoa when he's like full-on shirtless posing and it's just like holy shit look at how lean and just like his abs are just he's got a fucking 13 he's got a 14 pack going on (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and and even like uh going back to Fight Club
4: when when Pitt, everybody talks about what his, he literally has in going up to to his in the chin. gym that time, and they say like everybody would cut like they got a a bunch yeah. of people coming in and signing up to the gym, and they would all say I want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club it was it's like, like you can't, that's genetics. No, you can't. That is like Brad Pitt has always had those genetics. First off, it's like yeah, he
1: got. Super rip, but he was like his workout process wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to lift a bunch of weights and whatever. Like he like literally that scene when he anytime any scene that you see like Pitt like with his shirt off, he's probably not had a lot to, you know, a lot of water to drink on those scenes.
5: Well, well, it's like it's like the difference. It's like when you like I what Affleck say he had to eat, he ate like copious amounts of orange roughy, which I didn't know that that was like a I didn't know that was like a heavy protein fish. But he was talking about like all the orange ruffie that he had to eat constantly on a regular basis. That was his bulking process for Batman. And then you rewind, go back to them talking to Cavill about his process for bulking on Superman. And I think one interview, he was on the Tonight Show and he literally said it was a lot of cheeseburgers. Yeah. He ate a lot of cheeseburgers. Burgers, so it's like, well, there, there,
1: there's a workout process where they like, where you're supposed to like eat as much as you can to get the
4: size. And then you start cutting, I guess. You right. Know. That's, That's what, what happened, happened with Bale. When on anybody, got... like particularly them specifically, but also like sometimes. It's not cheeseburger. I mean, in Cavill's case, like I think Cavill's, you know, legit, and yeah, he didn't do steroids or anything. But there's oh, a lot of people on. who will. I'm not. And I'm not even saying steroids in general. Human this. growth hormone. Come on. But can you um, know this. You work in the biz. Some of these guys, they're 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 yeah. just taking some. Well, uh... do. Cavill. Cavill was like famous for <laughs> for refusing it though. But um, oh, okay. But there's a lot of and it's, and I don't think it's just you know like even um like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't I don't believe the like. Oh, I, I, I love french fries, whatever. It's like, well, I'm sure you do, but like you're making it your personality in a video. It feels like you just know that, like, that makes for a good interview. Yeah. Like, I doubt, oh, right. Like, I doubt Campbell has like a full, a full, uh, diet of cheeseburgers, but like, that's a lot more interesting than like, well, a lot of boiled chicken and. Well, salad. I mean, like, I mean, look at, look at, Raw look at Dwayne, eggs look and, at Dwayne
1: yeah. Johnson. I mean, I love the fact that he always documents like a lot of things and he'll, he'll doc. He, he mainly documents his cheat days, which is like 27 yeah. pancakes and mm-hmm. like, you know, 13 and a, and a, 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 a stack of pizzas. Yes. And he's just like, like, Oh yeah, it's cheat day. I'm just going to sit here and. And I'm gonna wash this down with my tequila, which I'm like, uh, all right. Are you really doing that? I mean, I know you're promoting your tequila. I get it, but it's just like he always likes to document those. He cheap even promoted it like... in
4: that rap song that he did. <laughs> oh, he's like Tequilla. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, um,
1: hey, you know I like I like Dwayne Johnson, but whoo that,
4: that
5: rap song. listen. I just I, he's you know what. He, he could do whatever he wants to do. I, I, just, I, I just still doesn't mean we have to that. like it. <laughs> but 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 that's see now now his see he's the kind of like there's a there's a limit to like when you're doing like the the male self pity stuff. There's even a limit, right? Like, cause you you'll look at Pratt like damn it, and then you'll look at like Momo and Cavill. There's still be a little party that's like damn it. When you look at the Rock, it's like fuck it. No, there's there's no way. No, I'm not even. Oh, yeah, you're I, not. I, you're I, not even thinking. You um, I feel mean...
4: shame over like looking at Chris Pratt because you're like that dude was literally living in a van, eating like other people's <laughs> leftover ramen. McDonald's at one point in right. his life, and um, you know so if he did that, I I could probably you know if I really applied myself, maybe I could get there. Whereas with the Rock, you're just like, oh no, you're not human. Why would I feel embarrassed right, for no. not looking <laughs> like you? Like, no, I gonna, I, I've got I've got all the excuses in the world. Chris cause Pratt has no excuses. The Rock but, but, every excuse.
5: When the official. And there, because there hasn't been one yet. When the official Black Adam costume pick is out, I not one person will even think of using the word padding. Now to describe the picture, well, we already kind of got
4: a sense of that. <laughs> well, and that, that yeah. argument is always always a little bit funny too, because like there will be padding in it.
5: Yeah, I, mean, I mean, like not I mean, like yes, a, but not yes, thick. But
4: like, know, those are all chiseled and and contoured and like. No, no, like for The Rock, maybe it's not as necessary as it is for, for everybody else. But, um, but like there's always It's a
5: skin tight costume.
4: Well, I mean, like even with Cavill's costume, there was like it wasn't like so
1: much where it was like, well, I mean, I the, first think, I think the biggest example was probably Zachary Levi in the first Shazam costume. That was, there was a yeah. you know, but at the same time, they needed to really. Represent that, yeah. like, oh, look at how big he is. And, I, I don't you know, think that's the, like I, now I, I, damn too, with what we've seen. I'm like, they reduced that I, and they went, All right, right, now we're getting legit. We don't have
4: that. Well, I, this. I, I well, think, but even in his that. case, though, like, yeah. he was bulked. Like, yeah. I don't think he, he didn't need paddings, so he didn't have muscle. It's just that, like, especially like in a red suit, you're not gonna see that
5: contrast but they wanted unless you do something to the that, suit.
1: because that's who that character is. It's like, Hey, look at me. Right. Now yeah. I'm just
5: he does look big, he does look bigger now. Like inches, yeah. like inferior of the gods, like what we've seen of it. He and and it's not just because it's also like he's bigger, but also the way that they've changed the costume, like that, that material is not as thick as it no. was in the first movie for any of them. Like they've all, like all of their costumes are like, I mean, he
1: literally has a pose where he's like doing this. It's if you
4: like took, they were really emphasizing that. If you took that green, uh, what's like the green screen suit from, uh, um, from It's Always Sunny and like you put it on the rock he he would just look like a bigger version of like that suit is not gonna be flattering on like anybody like you're not even gonna see his muscles on that suit because it's not gonna cling to the contours it's just going to right like I mean to an extent it will like I'm not saying that he's gonna look like me like you're not me and the rock which one's in the suit but but like but you you need to you're you're gonna draw the muscles on it or you're going to have padding on it not because the muscle needs to pop but because um It needs to 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 like retain retain a shape, and so it's always right. Like it's it's theatrics. Like you have well, to. It's it's such well, a. If weird, you look
1: at the source material, it's like everything's drawn is like super. Just
4: everything, every little
1: ripple, every everybody's just cut and zero body fat kind of thing. It's like, in, like you know, supposedly in the in the comic books, you know, they're just wearing like a thin layer of like you know fabric that is supposed mm-hmm. to be wrapping around. So it's like, how do you? translate that into the movies and i think you know i remember what the rock also did too is like we saw that shot of him shirtless but he had a bunch of mocap all, all over him yeah it's like it's like he's trying to i mean i and i totally respect it. he's trying to like take it to the next level where it's like well hey how about we take this to where the point where it's like i'm doing something where it's like i'm just totally that superhero body i mean i think hugh jackman did probably the best when it came to i mean you watch that scene in days of future past when he gets out of bed it's like that's like the most ripped he was like
5: ever yeah ever
1: like he ever accomplished I'll you look at that videos and you, look, you look at
5: x-men one you go what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh, oh no it's that's and it wasn't even like he looked it was like he looked bad in the first yeah. movie but like compared no, compared Compare that to like to like what you're saying, future days, future past, or or the Wolverine, which was yeah. like I think the year before that, and it's like, yeah, you 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 got cut, like you you chiseled <laughs> for sure.
1: No, but I I just wonder what the Rock was when when he showed that image of all the mocap on his body. I'm like. Oh man, they're gonna take it to like a little bit of a different level. I, I, I kind of wonder what the context of that. So, Ken, did you see the the, the Black Adam uh, clip yeah. that he posted? Yeah. What'd you think?
2: Yeah, I think it looks awesome though. Yeah. Um, it didn't. Yeah, as you guys were saying, it didn't have that much padding. I don't think. No. Like, we're, like we're used to seeing, you know, especially with Shazam and Zachary Levi. But yeah. yeah. I, That's Everybody,
5: I, I think the biggest thing everybody freaks freaks out about with that clip is is him catching the bullet yeah like that and it was well that and also like how how the scene was shot because that Uh because that's the other you know there's always there's still this perception this idea that like DC movies are going to be quote-unquote marvelized going forward.
1: That was not marvelized.
5: Not even close.
1: No, that was <laughs> not very dark. I mean, he literally fried a guy and then broke his neck off. Or his oh, skull. that
5: was, oh, yeah, that was. It was just was like, bad. ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: that's exactly, yeah. I mean, when it came to that clip, that got me more hyped for Black Adam. Uh, Ken, did you see uh, The Flash sneak peek?
2: I didn't see, but I did see some of it on okay. Twitter. I, I think I, I saw your post about the. Yeah. Um, he It was in the, in the cave. Yeah. With the waterfall and how it looks weird as hell, or does it doesn't match up with the other scene with his costume.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that You're was one right. of the things, yeah. That You're was one right. of the things that, like, when you see him looking, he's walking through somewhere and he's looking, it. The suit and the and and the cow looks off. Well. But then, when you see that shot of him, like in you know, with the waterfall in the cave, I'm like, that looks good right there to me. The cow looks fine, and the way that the everything is with, I was like, I
4: actually dig that shot. But the prior shot didn't look that right. great. I think there are more versions of because I, I, I for, I'll say I agree that the the suit is wonky. I was yeah really had a weird reaction to that footage, but yeah. um, I think there are more versions of Barry. And more versions of the suit at play than people have realized right. from, yeah. from that footage. Like That's the, like, it, the yeah. like the version with the weird helmet, for example, if you look at like the emblem, it's a different emblem than the one that he's like I don't think it has the white background, maybe, or I, I can't recall off the top of my head, but there's a difference between that and the one where he's standing there with the other the other Barry in the spray painted suit and Supergirl. It's it's um it's a similar, but like looks a little bit different. And also I'm like the, 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 the shot in the cave, I'm like 90% sure. That's probably not even a shot in the actual movie. Um, could, be, could be, it could be just for, suit, just to display the suit. I think, right? I think it was literally just a suit a suit
1: reveal. and it looked
4: fine yeah. to me like to me like being a like a big flash fan i was like
1: that looks Unless pretty good in the
4: movie for some reason he walks up to the edge of the water and looks out like that for no and then flexes re- yeah for right. no reason well and, yeah. and
5: and that was and that was the other like that was one of the things because of course you know like the clip comes out right and because it's officially released it's a part of fandom it's like okay now everyone can do the the screenshots and and analyze it and 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 talk about how the one from Zack Snyder's Justice League is so much better, and all this, and I'm like, guys, we are still over a year away from seeing any of this True. in the context. True. There's a there's a decent chance, there's a decent chance that none of what we saw in that clip is going to be in the movie. There's yeah, a decent because, chance I mean, of it.
1: We talked about it too. Is like some of the shots. I I, I thought when they approached Wayne Manor or whatever, I thought. That was cool but then when it gets to like uh barry showing up at his home and then i was like whoa it just went from pretty cool to like very much cw when it came to the the way the shots looked and i was like i was like interesting but again this is just something they put it put together they still have... even, at, at that point i
5: don't like they hadn't wrapped yet like yeah. they, they like they they just like that the movie just wrapped filming so it's like okay and, and that was the other thing i was telling people because a lot of people complaining about the structure of fandom and they were also complaining about you, know, you brought up the cw the uh before all of the other stuff came out uh they dropped uh, the first trailer for armageddon which is the five oh, yeah. episode crossover event for the flash in november w. yeah and that was so this is like what tuesday or wednesday or whatever that drops and so everybody a bunch of people were like why wasn't that ready for Fandom, why didn't you put that in Fandom? Oh, and I'm, fandom and I'm was like,
1: recorded way before that. Way part. before that, yeah.
5: right? So, and you have to take that into account with the Flash as well. It's like how long ago to, like how early? Like how long ago did they put that together? Like in the middle? And then like we got to remember the leak.
1: The leak too, like right?
4: Well, yeah, I actually think that there. I I have suspicions that they re edited or reconcepted most of the program maybe not the last minute but later on I think they had a plan of doing it one way because you look at like there's a lot fewer panels and a lot like it hmm. or I'll say specifically well, my theory is that it it the way they did it reminds me a lot of Netflix's to event a little bit um, yeah. I totally and, missed that
5: I didn't see any of that <laughs> and yeah
4: it was um, very much the same and if you look at like the leaked flash stuff that was way more like of last year's fandom, where it was like here's the actors talking about the movie and here's an interview with the director and whatever and and they did way less of that this they, they did way less of that in this version assuming there's different versions um, and there's stuff that that was recent enough to have been made recently and so it's like what was that flash leak made for and etc and and so it makes a lot of sense to me if they if it they was were made into it like leaked. last year and they were like you know what <laughs> people don't aren't looking for actual panels they're looking and especially if you're gonna do once you decide to put it into a four hour long stream you can't you can't treat each thing like an individual panel because it's going to be too long um and so you need that snap you need footage you need a quick quick take from the from the cast and crew but not too long you can't like sit down for an interview or a panel with them you just need like i'm ezra miller here's something funny here's some footage and then like on to the next one um and i'm i i do not know if I'm not saying that they changed the plans entirely and copied fandom, although that would be an ironic, consistently um, consistent with the way that DC does things (laughs) or, but um, (laughs) it it feels very much like someone at one point said like, you know what? We're going to get way more engagement if we um, clump this all together. I I wasn't a fan of the, like they say it was a success. I wasn't a fan of the format this year versus the fandom last year, but yeah, last year there was a lot more interactiveness. Mm.
5: Yeah. I mean, I, I I do think that a decent part of that, you know, a decent part of the difference between you know for people between last year and this year was obviously you know no Zack Snyder's Justice League and you know well okay what is that what what Dave, is that check
4: out Zack's Severo. Uh oh. Well, what, what happened? We said that right? I mean, nothing big. It's just something cool. Oh. Is people posting it because I can throw it up um, right here. It's on. uh, throw the link in the chat
1: yeah throw a link show what he posts it's in if it's for I me mean, i guess i
4: could take the. yeah i can take the screen if you want
1: yeah send a yeah send a screen <laughs>
3: vinyl? i just saw it's the, something yeah,
4: it's the it's the <laughs> the justice league vinyl oh is that what it is oh but i mean it's it's oh that's nice oh uh, he posted uh, okay there yeah, you go so- that's i don't know if i pre i gotta pre-order that now whoops
1: hey there's mr mighty what's Just
4: that look at that that is the that is the vinyl damn that is mm. that is hot sexy nice the um i, I gotta get army it, the i mean the is awesome yeah
1: i gotta get a record player yeah i've been wanting to get a record player for a bit yeah same yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like, mm, I gotta do that one of these days.
5: I, I I had one, I had one way back in the day.
1: Um, do you have a record player, Ken? You seem like you might with your guitars behind you. <laughs> um,
2: I have one, but it's a crappy one. Ah. A, but uh, that's actually my my daughter's guitar right there. Oh, is
1: it? How oh, she plays? That's cool. How old yeah. is she?
2: That's my. Uh, she's seventeen, and that's okay. my. Acoustic guitar right here. Yeah, so I right. taught her to play, and then now she's on her own. So
1: sweet. Is she uh, playing yeah. in any bands or anything like that?
2: No, she's just she on her own. Yeah. Cool.
1: Nothing wrong with that. I wish, yeah. I wish I, I, I mean, I have a guitar like right over there, but I mean, I learn little things, you know. It's like whatever, <laughs> but man, I wish I would have like really when I was a kid, just like dove into that. I mean, I, I, I know how to play drums. I learned that, I learned that coordination. It's like, all right, yeah, I know how to do that, but guitar is like a whole different thing. And then, and then when I see people like you know, when I see lead singers playing guitar while they're singing, I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? But then, but then, but see, it's funny too, because I have a buddy of mine who plays guitar very well And then he'll be like, well, how do you play drums? And then he'll be like, how could you play drums and sing? And I go, well, I could probably do that. And I'm like, I have done that. I could could keep a beat and just like I could probably do that like a fucking Phil Collins or whatever the hell. And I'm like, "Okay, I guess it's just the way that, you know, you program your brain because he's looking at me going like, how do you keep like, first off, how do you do like different you know, with your legs and your fucking your your hands, how do you do that in the first place? So I'm like, well, how do you doing that with your fingers? And I'm looking at him, going, I don't know what you're doing right there, and it's just, I guess it's just the way you know, you just feel it, you just feel it, you know, yeah. And it's just, it's just something you tap into your brain, and that that's just what happens. Does anybody else play an instrument here,
5: Ray? No, I wish well, my, my dad is a self taught bass player, but uh, nice. And I, I and I'm a I mean, I'm a music, I, mean, I love music, yeah. but no, I I I Never wish it, you know. I wish that I would love to I, I would love to like learn how to play piano because because yeah. like, my favorite I mean, p- piano in general, yes, but my favorite instrument like on the planet is is a Fender Rhodes piano. Yeah, I love the Fender Rhodes. And
1: what's part. what's crazy about it, like, I mean, if you lo- if you know how to play piano, that could really help you to play bass. And, and you're one of the finger, you know, the finger mm-hmm. pickers, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, one of my favorite bands, Metallica, their first play- bass player, Cliff Burton, was a piano player. And you, I mean, I, I tell everybody, watch his bass solos. It's insane. May he rest in peace uh sadly he died very early on and but if you watch that guy and you watched how he just picks at the base you just go like oh yeah he had piano training and then i look it up and it's like yeah he was as a kid he learned piano and it's like it, yeah you don't you don't well, know how to, i mean i probably flee is like that and i was gonna say flee
4: yeah Flea plays that way yeah, so it's yeah. Like, and it's I, I, like yeah it's a whole we,
1: different kind of level of bass in my opinion than just picking it it's like finger picking and it's just a whole uh, uh, it's a whole art
5: i i grew up on a ton of jazz jazz is like my number one favorite like genre period and but there's so many different like subgenres within that you know whether it's like bebop or straight ahead or like contemporary and acid jazz, and then there's like the fusion stuff from the 70s that like miles davis started and that's where like that's the jazz that has like a heavy rock influence right and so like one of the biggest like i don't have you heard of uh jaco pastorius
1: sounds familiar you
5: heard that name yeah he was a he was a, a jazz he was a bassist for weather report also went way too early in life may he rest in peace but like he was like a prodigy but he the thing is like his sound the sound that he made with the bass is like i've never heard anybody replicate it nearly as as close as he did it and it's just such a really unique tone that he did with with how he picked it and it was like it's it's gorgeous it's and it's it's 70s it is it's 70s okay like that was the fusion era of jazz right but if you listen to like Weather Report, or Return to Forever, or like Mahavishnu Orchestra. There's something in there you'll like. Maybe you won't like the horns. Maybe you won't like the the. Maybe some of the drums you you might. You know what? Uh, the drummer actually, the drummer for Weather Report, Alex Akuna, actually did percussion with Michael Giacchino on Spider Man: Homecoming. Mm. He did. Um. And like. Uh, so there's. But it's 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 good. It's good. But that's like the kind of. I, I guess now. Probably my favorite bass guitarist right now. No, actually, not probably. Definitely my favorite bass guitarist right now. Thundercat. Who's Th- Thundercat? Thundercat? Oh, look him up. Uh, go- yeah, go- go- Google him to. right now. Thundercat's like, amazing. Thundercat? Thundercat is amazing.
4: I l- I took enough years of lessons in in uh, piano, violin, and guitar to be extremely frustrated at my inability to play anything. Yeah. at all. I mean, this is this
1: is this is what I'm talking about here with Chris cliff burton where he's just he's flat out just finger fingering his damn oh face. yeah oh, And he's yeah. synthesized mm-hmm. and he's headbanging the whole time
5: right like right. he's not even looking down he's just feeling oh nope. guy's possessed no that's that's the thing is like you know i a, 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 that's me, I'm like, okay, ri e, e, like where's you know like I, Yeah. I um
4: a bunch of my friends in, in high school all were like phenomenal guitarists and um <laughs> and in bands and, and stuff. Yeah. And um and so I always had a lot of um a ton of Joe Satriani and Yingweed Malmsteen how do you say his name? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Uh, Steve Vai and like all those guys, um, it's always crazy looking because it's always stuff that that you don't hear much if you because it's 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 almost it's a it's almost a perf- like if you don't appreciate the the skill the music is almost not as entertaining to listen to mm-hmm. like people who like have never played guitar or aren't like particularly interested in like guitarists or guitar solos wouldn't necessarily be like oh yeah I'm really bought my head to this steve Vai, but um but like anybody who's ever touched a guitar is like what is he doing to that instrument (laughs) like it's um, uh it's it's fascinating
1: yeah well i mean like even like slashes i think even slashes even said like when when it comes to like him just doing it's like he's just he he's admitted he's like i just feel like i'm possessed you just feel possessed and you're just doing it. I think even Kirk Hammond's even said that too, or it's just when they're doing like these solos, they're, they just, their body just knows. And it's just, you just see them doing that. And you're like, I don't even know how, what the hell. And then even the same thing with like certain drummers. I mean, you, you you look at your Neil Peart, your, um, your uh, Danny, uh, Danny Carey from, from tool. And you're just seeing some of these drummers and you just kind of go like, I mean, I'm a drummer, and I'm like, I can't do that.
4: But I don't know what having played. Play, you, know, you talk about like, yeah. and I don't know how many hours these guys have, but like the yeah. like the ten thousand hours or whatever yeah. become a master at something. Imagine, and especially like with something like like drumming that's just rhythm or guitar solos, which ninety percent of it is just a uh, going to get it wrong. What is it? A, it's just a, a minor scale, um, uh, the blues blues scale. Um, <laughs> that's just it's just iterating on it. So imagine having spent like ten thousand hours not just like playing in general but playing this very specific set of rhythms or yep. this really specific set of a scale to the point where like you you can emote with it you're not thinking about the music you're playing you just have a feeling and in the same way that you would use words to to express it you have done it enough that it's it's a it's it's reflexive and it feels so That's why it's frustrating for me like, I've got that feeling. Oh yeah. You feel possessed. I feel possessed. Then I pick it up and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I can't express myself with this instrument. Well, I think it's, it's
1: it's kind of with everything. I mean, like there's times where like, I'll start going off on, you know, film junkie live and I'm just like, what the fuck did I just say? I don't know. It's just, you just get that feeling. And you know, I think we just (laughs) all kind of experience it in like different ways, you know, Steven, you probably felt it too. When you're like, you, you get on a topic
4: and you just talk about it. Oh, I think I've definitely talking. done that on the show before where I'm like yeah, yeah, I'm talking and I'll a stop times. and I'll be like, when was the last time anybody else talked? <laughs> like, just, have we been here no, all week? See, What's going on?
1: But see, that's 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 <laughs> our that's what that's what possesses us. We start getting yeah. into that vibe where we're just bah, 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 when we just start going. Ray, you probably do that too. You've done that too. We're like on your show where you're just like you get in that groove and you feel that. I know like I've I've had film junkie lives where I go, ah, that wasn't that great. I don't know. I was like kind of whatever, but then I'll have, you know, mainly I'll have film chunky lives where I'm like, man, you know what? I was like, just going, uh, going, I, going, going.
5: Well, I, I, you know? I, I, I always get worried that like, I've gone down too many tangents. Yeah. Have you ever it's had like, an maybe. out of body experience while you're talking? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. I used to, it's
4: surprised anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> um, I did competitive speaking in, in high school and college <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and i did like there's limited prep stuff that uh, is a lot of what i did but then there's also um stuff that, that was rehearsed that i that it was like heavily rehearsed to the point where like i would it was a struggle to keep focused on it as i was performing um and i, and I distinctly have memories of like being in a room doing a, a performance whatever and then I'm th- thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden my brain like snaps back and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> like, I don't mean, I know where I am, um, like in the room, but like, I have no idea where I am in the script. Cause I've just been like, have yeah. I been, have I, have I even been on the script? I've been moving and talking yeah. and, yeah. and, and I just have to, and I just like flip a coin and I'm like, pick up here and go. And I'm like, I hope. <laughs> that, that, I, I like I,
5: I, Multiple times in recording an episode of my show. Mm-hmm. that's happened and i'm like i have to stop the recording and rewind and go back to where i was to remember what i was talking about Like, yep. no, i, no, yeah. I don't
1: know i can't do that <laughs> no i've done that live where i've gone off on something and i'm like what was i fucking talking about <laughs> i would like... have
5: to say that i would have to be like yeah. okay bear with yeah. me uh what was i saying Right? I'd, I'd probably yeah. be asking something in the chat hey uh what was I talking about? Let oh, me know. Yeah.
1: There's been times <laughs> where I've done that. Trust me. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sending that clip. Yeah, I have have seen Thundercat, okay? When yeah. I saw, I was like, when I pulled up the, the 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 video right here, it was like, oh, okay, I've seen this guy.
3: Well, because yeah. he's been, uh, well, he, well, does,
5: well. he does incredible solo stuff, but he's, like, worked with other, like, artists. And, like, the bass he plays is, like, I don't even know, like, for anybody it's, it's,
1: wondering it's, that's the guy right there yeah it's
5: so it like that it's look at those so look amazing. at that wow. finger
4: picker too also man i, mean, I would oh, like to see the calluses on those look at that he's, he's insane
5: oh. he's utterly yeah. insane and he and he's singing too he's singing yeah. in the middle like how, the, how do you do that how do you do that <laughs> right. you're possessed you're possessed yeah no, is that a s is
4: that a, 1 2 how, i can't count I'm, i had it's one, five three, right? it's a five
1: string it's a five string bass right
5: yeah He's, he's insane. I've seen him play the double neck ones too. And it's like, I don't even know how, like he, my mom introduced me to him. He was on uh Fallon way hmm. back late night with Jimmy Fallon it was where, Cause she's a huge, my mom loves Jimmy Fallon. And like before the tonight show, any of that, she watched him for years. And so she I literally texted me at like one, in the morning. Ray, have you ever heard of this dude? Thundercat check him <laughs> out. And I was like, ah, man. And I've just been a fan of his since. Yeah, I've but, seen yeah. him.
1: For us. Yeah, there's some people that just man. Uh, I don't know. I remember a long time ago, a guitarist named Andy McKee. I don't know if you guys saw that guy. I don't know if he's where he is now. I don't know if that sounds familiar. He used to play. I mean, this guy would creep keep he would keep a beat on his on his acoustic guitar while he's playing. It's insane. Like I don't even i can't even explain it like as i'm explaining it right now you guys are probably like what he does what <laughs> like yeah. he literally keeps a beat on his guitar as he's playing i don't know how he does how he did it but it was like it was the most magnificent thing i've ever seen uh,
5: i was gonna say this a second ago it's like you know best i can give you is medium on guitar hero three <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's the best i can do and that's, even, and that's just up to the blue button. Like, anything past that with the orange button where I have to slide, no, I can't do that. I
4: can't do that um, at all. And I used to do um, have fun looking up drum solo videos, and the one that would always end up coming up, <laughs> and Dave, I'm sure you know this, is uh, the Slipknot one on oh, the platform. Yeah. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, with Joey? I was, yeah, I was, and I was never, like, a big listener to, like, the rest of their stuff, but, like, that 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 drum performance is like i mean even without the, even even if the performance itself wasn't that great that just the the concept of the video is just like
3: what okay See, so I, here's Danny mckee right I, here this is what i'm
4: talking about
1: this is how he keeps a fucking drum beat how do you do that i mean this is back in 20 yeah this is it's, it's crazy What the hell? And then he just goes. What is that? What is he doing? I don't know. I don't get it. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me.
3: He's not even playing
5: it right. He's not even playing, like, down over here where you're supposed to play. He's just playing on the fucking neck. See, and that's the thing is, like, what is supposed to play in the guitar? I know. That's that's that's, no, no, that's I'm not
1: saying he's not playing it right, but I'm no,
5: just no, saying, like, no, I, Yeah, yeah. Right. I get what like, you're the saying. Fact that he's just, just like Yeah. <sighs> have you ever heard of
4: Phil Keggy? No. He did some similar stuff. He he was he was really good. He was he was like he did a bunch of Christian stuff though, so I don't he didn't always like break mainstream, but there's always been like urban legend um which I have probably isn't true, but like I've heard it enough times that like it's one of those things that people say that someone asked um um Jimmy Hendrix one time in an interview what it's like to be the best guitarist in the world. And he
5: said, I don't know, you'd have to ask Phil Keggy. Oh, um, really? But, oh, wow. um, I feel like there's he... a, there's a story like that. Like yeah, I've for heard like everybody for everybody, like, like yeah. that, they didn't they ask Clapton that. And he's like, I don't know, ask Prince or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. oh <laughs> so, every great
1: guitarist will never say that they are the greatest guitarist. Yeah. They'll, they'll point at right. somebody else. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah,
4: he, he does a, he does a bunch of that kind of stuff. He's he's crazy. Cause he's missing oh. a finger.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like I mean, even going like to, to Tony Iommi. I mean, with how we got that fucking metal sound. I mean, if you watch like a documentary on Black Sabbath and the and the, uh, the the origins of metal, he literally was working at a steel plant and he and he worked on a a machine that he's never worked on. They but the the guy called off, so they had to get him to get on there. He sliced like the the tips of his fingers off Uh, and he was like dude he's like i gotta play guitar so what did he do he down tuned his guitar and put these like and he melted rubber on his fingertips just so he can like or it was on this hand because he's a lefty so just to just to hold so he can hold the chords and that's what created the metal down the detuned guitar crazy a freak accident that's that's like a
5: musical ronnie Lott story yeah wow it's just yeah yeah it's
1: crazy so that's where we got that detuned metal sound that's because tony iomi sliced the tips of his two middle fingers off and he just like had to like work with it and he created that down tune fucking riff kind of that black sabbath started and then all other metal bands were like uh we're gonna do that
4: (laughs) that." speaking Speaking of which, do you know um, what has 10 legs, 9 arms, and sucks? Oh,
1: what are you, the Riddler? <laughs> What's going on here, Mr. Edward Enigma?
4: All right, say that again. Sorry. What has 10 legs, 9 arms, and sucks? <laughs> Ken, you, you got to
1: know this. Do you know this?
5: <laughs> I don't know this. What? Leopard.
3: Duh! Oh
5: no. Duh. What, what what do you say? I, I, damn it. What do, you say? <laughs> what, do you say? what do you say? Oh man.
4: What has ten legs, nine arms, and sucks? <laughs> yeah, what Def Leopard. Oh, oh man, that's that's bro. terrible. See, yeah, see, terrible. You know what? I love see, it. I love see, it.
5: See, <laughs> see, but we have see, but I, I like the that's I very, like the, we have different because so yeah, you've been, ta- we've been talking to drummers and guitarists, and like any name I could give you is probably gonna be jazz and somebody you've probably never heard of. But that's oh. the beauty that's the beauty of the, of the diaspora. But I like, but I
1: love diversity I love that riddle. <laughs> Dude, I can't get over that shit. I'm like, oh my god. It's so obvious. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Just, wow. but, but that's a that's magnificent too. The guy the, the fact that they had a drummer that had one arm. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, if you've seen videos of him like the way he worked that double bass pedal. I mean, yeah. speaking of people adapting to their like their yeah. condition it's like oh wow that is next level yeah. it's like the fact um, that
1: it, like like you have you, you're hitting that hi-hat and then keeping the beat and then hitting everything else and how do you do drum fills you can't do drum fills with one arm you can't but he fucking he worked it out he adapted and, and it worked and that band
4: is still still performing well Jesus. and it's crazy when people that have issues like um Totally different topic, but Amanda was on a, a huge kick watching all these like rock climbing documentaries, like free oh, yeah. solo, and a bunch of other stuff. And there's this dude who this. he <laughs> he is the only only person to free climb um, the um, ah, what is it the the, the specific I I face, talking about a rock face on the yeah. the big mountain everyone climbs. So I don't know half the story, but it was a big deal. Um, but he um, lost two of his fingers or just or, or just one of his fingers but it was like his index finger um which like a, as a climber that is a very important tool in your hand mm-hmm. and um and like start he just spent like months just like pushing the nub down into sand like he just had like a cup of sand that he was just like r- grinding the finger into until like he had fixed like killed the nerves enough so that he could then start working it out and then he like turned these fingers into like like his fingers were jacked i mean like (laughs) compared to the rest of his hand it was like oh wow you use those fingers a lot and um and watching him climb and then he ended up being like one of the most successful like climbers um and it's just insane to watch that stuff where it's like wow like and that is like with a that is he became the best by like overcoming that imagine if like someone were to put that much effort into like, you know, with the, I, I don't know. It's, it's just impressive to me when you get, you get such innovation and an expertise out of someone that's like, Oh no, I am the, my ability to do this well has been taken away and I will use this opportunity to do it better than anybody else ever has now well, as a result. It's like, well, like well, Beethoven well, being deaf or like whatever. Right?
5: What How? Well, Dave, Dave, you, you, you know, you know, Jim Abbott. Yeah. I, phew. Yeah, how the hell do you how do you you throw a no hitter with one hand? Yeah, exactly. The (laughs) fact that he would like
1: the fact that he would put the glove on the the stump, throw the pitch, and then quickly put the quickly on his left hand, pitching and and fielding
5: with the same hand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: Like, how do you, yeah, how did he accomplish the fact that that guy was like one of the most, you know, I mean, when he, during his time, everybody like knew who he was, how he performed and he performed well. How do you do that? I mean, the fact that, I mean, when you play baseball, you have to have two hands. And somehow he accomplished that with
4: one hand. Right. In in,
5: in the major leagues, like at the highest level. (laughs) And
4: it's not just a matter, it's not just a matter of like a loss of like dexterity or whatever, but. the the thing that always blew my mind and this is probably I'm full of useful stats that are probably totally bogus, but interesting thought experiments. Um, (laughs) that I always heard was like, if you lost like your pinky toe, you would need to basically (laughs) learn, need to relearn how to walk. Um, because it throws off your balance to like such, and like you like, think about the way you walk and like you roll off of that that. imagine that was missing and how much that would influence your, um, how much that would influence your ability there. And so then you imagine like losing a finger or losing an entire hand. It's not just a matter of like throwing and catching a baseball, but like, like, or, like with that hand, but like the act of throwing, it throws off your follow through and your, and your balance and everything. Something you've been doing your entire life one way. I mean, presume, I don't know if he lost it or, or when, no,
1: no, he was born. He was, like born, him, right? he was born. Okay. So, yeah. so he was at, a well, he's, advantage. Always, he's always <laughs> had that, He's always had, like, like that stump that he just never had a hand. Right, but he yeah. overcame it. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. and it was always pretty magical to see, like, like, he literally would just, he would place the glove over the stump, pitch it, and then when he threw the pitch, he immediately went whoop and just was ready to catch. If yeah, like,
5: like it, and, and, and it can't emphasize this enough. Majorly, this dude pitched for the Yankees when he threw the no-hitter he was on the New York Before Yankees. Or the
3: Yankees. Like yeah. it'd be
5: one thing if, like, like it, I mean, minor leagues or like, you know, uh, Pop Warner or like, not Pop Warner, but like, you know, something not the highest level. But this yeah. guy got to the highest level and was in the league for years. Yeah, he was this. mainly an
1: angel, but then he got traded to the he Yankees. Was. And, yes, he and was that's a where leader, he pitched right. no hitter, which was insane. It's just, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I like said, he just. <laughs> people adapt that's what we do that's what we do best i guess you could say you know it's pretty it's pretty crazy but um uh, um i don't know you guys want to wrap this thing up i mean we can right now we're just under three hours which is hmm
4: that's, I have that's a tea, nice sweet spot. So.
1: yeah it's in a little nice sweet spot i know everybody's uh a little later but of course me and ken are like hey it's only almost you know <laughs> it's just under 11 o'clock because i know ken you're uh you're also uh, in California. Um, where are, you're like you said you were, uh, Ken? You said you were like, um, like you're in LA area, of course. But you said you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mainly in Burbank. Uh, Burbank, okay, Burbank, yeah, Burbank. That's right. Because yeah, you said that you you'd have to like do the. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's sad that when you're in LA County, you know, when you if you have to like drive somewhere, you, you really got to be like, oh, that's gonna suck, no matter what. Even right. though you're in the same county, it's going to suck. I mean, like, that's one of the main reasons why I don't really go into L.A., because, my God, no matter what time of day, it could be on a Saturday at 2 a.m., we're still going to hit traffic. You are. I mean, even where I'm at right here, you know, I got the... You're in Chino, uh, right? Or... No, I'm in Moval, um, actually, Moreno Valley. Oh, okay. It's in Riverside County. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, I'm, like, probably about... 12 minutes out of Chino, something like that. 12, maybe 15, but I'm like an hour and change out of LA. But yeah, (laughs) sometimes it's just like, Oh man, you just, I mean, no matter what, you're going to hit traffic no matter what. I mean, even right here on the, uh, the 60 freeway, I have the 60 freeway, like literally like not too far uh, off this wall right here. And just the way that it curves right here, no matter what, always going to be traffic it's it's just crazy so that's why it's like as much as i would like to frequent some of the things in la i, I just kind of go <sighs> well, yeah it's just the way it is nowadays
5: have 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 either one of you driven anywhere in the midwest
2: <laughs> like anywhere
1: probably maybe now i was a kid when i did a cross-country thing but now so, it so
5: we, we, we have a thing up here that exists nowhere else it's called <laughs> it's called the michigan left it is literally a Stephen situation was... S- 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 steven you've been you've been up here before you may have encountered this you and amanda may have encountered this but it is literally a case where you are like you're essentially turning right to go left that is essentially what you're doing because like they're like, got cal- that
4: a little bit in in jersey too because they've got all those jug handles yeah, um. that,
5: is, that is true. But like it's it's basically like the, the major arteries like Telegraph or like uh, uh, Woodward, um, where it's like you're talking four-lane traffic north and south, and there's a divider in between, right? And so like intersections are just entirely too high-octane. You're not making a left turn. This is not going to happen. So what you do is you make a right, and you go down the street. <laughs> but you must be certain... That you are in the far left hand lane because what's mm. going to happen is in that divider, there will be a curve that you will turn into, and there'll be a light, and then it will allow you to make the left that you wanted to make 1,300 feet ago. <laughs> now, <laughs> and, and, and then you know, put... there's some of that here, <laughs> there's some of that here, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I know what you're so, talking about. Mm-hmm. Where it's yes. just like you know you can't get across where you want to because maybe there's an island or maybe there's something that's going on where it prevents you you know even last even last night when you know the IMAX I go to I don't frequent that at all and then like when I got out of it I was hungry still so I was like eh, I'm gonna get some I need to get some food or something like that and then of course it was like I literally had to go down this way to just go back to get to the freeway because the way that everything is designed so I don't know if that's
5: kind of similar who knows but kind of. well they're also starting to put roundabouts all over now yeah. like we, we've,
4: we I we've, love roundabouts but it seems like some places are like in a rush like we need a roundabout roundabouts, like, oh, are need <laughs> Round, roundabouts,
5: roundabouts are terrifying roundabouts can be pretty
1: creepy because yeah there's the, the town i used to live in they upgraded they were like roundabouts everywhere let's do this <laughs> dude, dude and,
4: they, they... The problem with a roundabout, you have four-way stops, which nobody knows how to take turns on, so it just turns into a cluster. Roundabouts roundabout make way going, more going sense like than double a double dutch.
1: Like when you did the jump ropes thing, you're like, "Oh shit, when am I gonna fucking yeah. jump into this yes, thing?" You know? Totally. Yes. And, <laughs> and so like
4: nobody knows when it's their turn, and so they don't go, and then they do go, and then and, yeah. and then Whew. and then it, it doesn't follow the. It should like be clockwise. A roundabout is supposed to fix that because all you do is you just watch the person to your right and you and you kind of give them and then everyone watches the person to their right and you go around and around and everyone splits off and it's fine the problem is that no but because of our ptsd with four-way stops nobody's fucking trusting the person to their right and and
5: and and not only that not only that but it totally if you're not careful you will totally be clark griswold in european (laughs) vacation hey look kids there's big men there's parliament (laughs) That's totally. That's that's what it was. He got stuck yeah. in a fucking rock, rock, yeah, a yeah. roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> that's entirely what it was. Yeah,
1: exactly. And he couldn't exactly. get
5: over the left. Couldn't do it. <laughs> make dear, a mission. I left. know
1: those crazy oh, roundabouts. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go around the horn and uh, promote ourselves. All right, go ahead, Stephen. Well, no, you know what, Ken, you go first. You were the guest tonight. Go ahead and
2: promote yourself on oh. YouTube and whatnot sure sure uh no just uh you can follow me on twitter uh powerless underscore ness at twitter
1: there you go follow him for all his uh you know all the the screenings that he saw we still don't know what the last screening he saw hmm i think it has the word the in front of it anyways but thank you ken it was uh great talking to you as uh, you know as i thought good it was
4: yeah definitely good times steven go ahead uh yeah i'm Stephen colbert you can find me at sm colbert um on twitter and most other places and uh you can find my writing at screenrant.com um and also uh podcasting with andrew dice at SnyderMinute.com. um we just published one of the army of the dead episodes on the time Ooh. loop theory that we recorded like back when the movie came out um, so um So check check that out, and hopefully we've got more on that coming soon with um, with Army of Thieves, which I have things to say about in the near future, Um, and then um, also um, oh, I interviewed Bruce Tim yesterday, and hopefully that will be going up soon. I know Um, I'm very jealous. So so is Scott, Mm -hmm.
5: and we both equally said,
2: "Throw a knife at Steven. Yeah,
5: you 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 interviewed Toyman. (laughs) That's all oh, yeah. <laughs> you interviewed the Toyman. That is all I think In of. That's yeah. all yeah. I think of when I see <laughs> him. Now.
2: Crazy. Man.
5: All right, go ahead, Ray. Uh at the Flightcast on Twitter, uh my weekly podcast, the Flightcast can be found wherever podcasts can be found and also at the flightcast.com, which is where my blog posts are as well. Uh tomorrow, hopefully, should be my review of Dune if I wake up early enough and you know, after the <laughs> Michigan game, I'll get it in and talk about it. Um, and then I also have my Patreon, patreon.com slash the flight cast, where all of my extra stuff and I, my Sakari review is up there and I'm totally going to post a review of prisoners and enemy when I get through that as well. Like I said, my Denny Villeneuve catch up uh, and also some comic reviews and other secret oh, discussions I've had. When we he heard well.
1: about the fact that you needed to catch up with Daniel, we were like, Ray, Ray,
5: Ray. <laughs>
1: exactly yes. what we were saying.
5: Yes, very much so. And, <laughs> and of course, I'm also uh, co-hosting, still co hosting Fans Without Borders, uh, with Brent over at Squadcast Media. Our last episode was a review of Venom Let There Be Carnage, which was the last movie I saw in theaters most recently. Right. Um I probably that you can talk about yes well i i did, I, know. We I, can. I, I don't I, I i am not fortunate enough to see movies that i can't talk about <laughs> i am not at, i am not at that level yet so right
1: ah all right guys well we appreciate it uh you guys clicking in make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave uh if you want to join make sure you subscribe do all that stuff uh of course i'll be do um i'll be on this Bing tomorrow, talking to Scott about a new Batman episode. Still trying to figure out exactly what time, because I know he's doing another thing, so it might be a little later. But then, of course, we have the Patreon stream. So if you guys want to take part of that, join the Patreon. And which, which, come on which and talk episode? to me. Which, which so, episode? Oh, we're, um, God damn it, I have totally forgot. You know what? I'm drawing a blank right now. We just did Vendetta. I'm trying to remember oh, exactly. Okay. Remember yeah, we okay. did Vendetta last weekend, which was, was that such a great episode. That's yes. the
5: Killer Croc episode. I was gonna movie. say that was, that was the first Croc episode, right? Yeah him, yeah, him and Bullock. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, such a great episode. I mean, it, I always love, I always love it when like you watch the episode and like and revisit. You go, God damn, this was a really good episode. And then when I talk to Scott, I'm like, this was a goddamn really good episode because <laughs> because of his excitement with it too. You know, yeah. this is kind of the dynamic, like you know that I got inspiration from with Steven and Dice when they were doing their BBS by the minute. I was like, I want something like that, but with something else. And that's (laughs) where this all got inspired. It really did. I got inspired by BBS by the minute because I was listening to those guys. And I was like, I want to do something like that with something else. And then you'll have to ask Phil Keggy what that's like. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, so now I gotta, you know, yeah. I got to, I got to give a Stephen credit,
2: you know? So, yeah. Anyways. Throw a knife at Steven.
1: Um, anyways, guys hit that like, thumbs up, do all that stuff. Uh, we had a good time tonight and uh, thank you Ken for being the guest.
2: Thank you and, guys so much. Yeah. Yeah. No Come problem, on.
1: man. Anytime. If you want to join, just, uh, just let me know, man. Just cool. Talk some movies and stuff always. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later.